Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bigfoot Club. Robert Jesse Dominguez, Ash Tucker, Chris Collins, Stephen Robert Dominguez. Believe in us, believe in Bigfoot Club, because we are too sweet. Hello, this is Ken Marvel. And I love listening to Bigfoot Bob Dominguez on Bigfoot Club Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Season 2, episode 14 of Bigfoot Club. <laughs> I said it in question for me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, today is me, Ash, and uh, Big Boy Jones, Steven. Mm-hmm. Say hello, Steven. Steven, yeah. Hello. Hey, do you have any fun facts today? Um, fun fact is uh, I get to hang out with you guys. <laughs> My fun fact of the day. When they ask me, what'd you do Sunday? Oh, I got to be on Bigfoot Club. Earl the Pearl is really excited about being, being included in Bigfoot Club. That guy was, he was giddy. That's awesome. He was giddy like a, like a, you know, a schoolboy. Aw. <laughs> So, is he is he still working at Dish Network? Yeah, he is. He is. He's not. Oh, a, wow. He's not in Q and A anymore. He actually. He actually said. He actually said. Yeah, because I'd like to meet your 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 nephew. I go, dude. He worked at a dispatch. He did. <laughs> so, yeah. So I said. Wow. I said. I said hi to him whenever he was eating his uh his McGriddle. Yeah. He was. He was the one that ate, ate the McGriddles all the time, right? I don't remember. Probably. <laughs> Or he was eating, he was eating something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um. How you guys doing? Yeah. 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 Steven? I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah. Just, uh, you know how the you know how the boys get when they with me to you know. Yeah. 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 I'm, but, I'm, uh, they're they're I'm, good. I miss them a bunch. Yeah. So. We're actually we're actually doing the show a little late, and we're watching Money in the Bank at the same time. So uh, we got it on Ooh. we got it on mute, and I'm not gonna do play by play. So, <laughs> but uh, but I just want oh, you I just want you to know we're we're watching Money in the Bank right now. So, oh okay. You sound really clear, man. With this with this new cord that I got, it's sounds really good. That's good. Hopefully, well, I mean. Not not that it sounds bad like before, like um, but you could you could definitely tell I'm on the phone. Yeah. Oh uh, no! And then whenever versus the time whenever y'all come over here, we actually do the show when I'm on the mic. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. Hopefully, we can start doing that pretty soon after all this stuff. So. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, let's get into our first subject. We're gonna we're gonna actually gonna discuss um, movies on this episode and then um, we're going to talk about some Bigfoot movies. We're going to talk about uh, some paranormal movies and then we're going to skip, yeah. skip into some wrestling that a uh, new segment that I have. So let's go to our first subject. Bigfoot. 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> I always love doing oh, wow. that. I always love doing that. I don't know why. I just do. I just do. Um, I know uh, we we talked about this last week that we're going to do some movies. And, Stephen, you, you probably didn't get to see any of these movies. Um, but uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Something in the Woods. It uh, mm. was released 2015. It's like uh, I think it's like an hour and twenty eight or t- hour and thirty minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. It was released uh, July eighteenth, two thousand sixteen. Um, I'll, re- I'll read the synopsis on it really quick. Follows the Hartman family and their dealings with a legendary creature when it begins to come in around their farmhouse deep in the woods in the late sixties. So, man, I've watched a lot of Bigfoot movies mm-hmm. in the past, and I know Ash, I know you have too. That's, just this week. Yeah, just yeah. She, <laughs> Once I got started, I yeah, just kept going. Yeah, Ash was Ash, Ash was on a mission, man. I told her I said we're gonna watch Bigfoot movies, and she's like, okay. She started watching all kinds of movies. So, um, <laughs> Stephen, I know you hadn't seen this one, right? No, but uh, we we have a good we have a good friend that's on it. Yeah. Michael L. Hall. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Michael C. Hall. Yeah, I have to say the L. That's why I said mm-hmm. the L. <laughs> Mike, Mike is a not Dexter. Yeah, <laughs> Mike is a good friend of ours. Um, I actually never researched with him, but um, he was he was a part of the TBRC after I left. And yeah, uh, and y'all y'all share the same uh, um, dislikes. Yes. We'll say. Not not the word hatred. I hate to say that word because it's strong yeah. word, but uh, dislike. Yeah, he um he had heard. I remember I met him at a at a Bigfoot conference, and he had mm-hmm. heard he had heard that I didn't like Craig Warheater, and he mm-hmm. ran up he ran up to me and says, "Hey man, I heard you didn't like Craig." And I said, "I don't." And he says, "Me too." And we we just hugged each other and became <laughs> friends. Just hugged, didn't we? Did I swear, I swear we did. Aww. He'll he'll probably say something different if I say we didn't hug. <laughs> yeah. I found one. He but yeah, we we all I think we all met uh, through uh, um, our other good friend um, Todd. Uh, Todd, uh, Todd. Todd Partain, yeah, because Todd knows him. Yeah. Too, so yeah. Yeah. And then um, yeah, I think in I think it was in 2011, 2010. Uh, Kendall and I did uh, Mike's. Mike had a he had a. Bigfoot paranormal conference up in Atoka and, mm-hmm. and Kendall and Kendall and I went up there to go do a presentation and Kendall fell in love with Deucey, his wife. And I've always known Deucey and she's a great lady and I love her. And, um, mm-hmm. they just, they just all got along and Deucey, Deucey's uh, she's, uh, she's out there. She's, she's angry a lot, but it's all right. <laughs> but, um, but uh, getting to the movie, uh, I think uh, Mike Mike is he stars in it. He's not the head star, but he's like he comes in like small parts in it. He's also a producer on it, so a lot of the stuff has his tra- has his like has his stuff in it. So and we'll talk about that. But um, Ash, what did you what did, you know? What did you think about the the movie? I liked it. You know, I mean, because where they filmed it, yeah, more than anything, because I was like, oh, I know where that is. Oh, oh. Tell, tell, tell what is it? Yeah, in in Jefferson and around, just like generally around East Texas, but I think mostly in Jefferson, from what I could tell from the credits. Uh, yeah, it, uh. it did look like it was. It was like the way the story, the way they told the story was um, the guy driving down the road and 
listening to like this radio. Um, uh, I guess talking about Bigfoot, and he goes to his dad and talks about it, and his dad goes uh, talks about. Um, I guess the story he had like in the sixties, and it was like a backtrack kind of story thing. But I think they could have just done the movie just in the sixties. They didn't have to do all that, right? But that's just me, you know. But but uh, I I really I really did enjoy it. It was actually a really really. I thought it was the dialogue was not you know on par, but it, it was okay. Yeah. What'd you I think? Mean, it, yeah, I agree. It seemed. It reminded me a lot of like a a recreation type thing. Like, yeah, unsolved mysteries, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. But without the uh, the real people there. Yeah. In the shadows, telling the story. <laughs> I'm sure they got the the Bigfoot stuff on there, like 100 percent accurate as far as. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was. I tell you what. It was. It was. Um, it was it was really refreshing to to see this this type of angle they they did and mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool because um there was like a, I think one of the opening scenes not opening scenes but toward the like beginning of the of, of the the movie was there's a scene where the with the little boys playing in the yard and there's an opening like in I guess their their coverage around their house and it's like a field and this you can see from the from the angle of the Bigfoot, he stands mm-hmm. up and the little boy sees him from a distance. And to me, that was, uh, you know, maybe I would have done it like in the tree line, but, you know, it's a movie. So it, it was it was just like stuff like that. And um, whenever the father does come, go out and starts confronting uh, what what the little boy has maybe had seen or his second, his oldest, his oldest son seen. This Bigfoot was like mm-hmm. they see him and this Bigfoot takes off and he starts like slapping trees and breaking branches mm-hmm. and. And I, I kind of like that. Throwing so. stuff. And- yeah, so he was like, it was kind of real. To me, it was realistic because it was just, it was walking. Didn't even stop, you know, mm-hmm. stop and turn around and look. It was just breaking stuff. And it kind of, it kind of, kind of reminded me of John's story from, from Longview. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so it kind of, whenever I saw that, I go, man, I go, maybe, maybe I should tell John to watch this movie. And the thing that really caught my attention, you know, mm-hmm. that they, uh, they basically had where he was trying to snatch that little boy. Yeah. Unless eventually yeah. at the end, you know, yeah. more than once. And apparently that happens not just in leak sort of situations, but you know, there's that viral video video that's going around of the monkey on a tiny motorcycle yeah. that rides up and snatches this toddler and like drags him down the street. And things like that happened a lot with primates. And I think that that's interesting that it seems to be there. I mean, we've come across several stories where, like, we talked about the the occurrence in, where was it, North Carolina? Um, a few months ago, where yes. the little boy went missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And said that a bear saved him. A bear him. saved him. And I've heard other stories about things like that or, you know, just people getting snatched and Man, we could we could do a whole nother show. Yeah, on that. yeah, I kinda kinda <laughs> plan to, but I thought that that <clears throat> aspect was interesting because I find that hmm makes you just kinda wonder. Yeah. I did why. I did I did like that and going back to that video, I'm just gonna comment on that video. That mm-hmm. that monkey does not look that strong to no. to take that toddler and it took that toddler halfway down that that alley, like nothing, like nothing, and she was just uh, being dragged. I thought I know, I know what you're talking about. I yeah, that, uh, that 
I think yesterday, I was like, what the heck? I don't know what type of monkey it was, but it was definitely flying to the taller. It was, it was pretty strong, and I think it just got scared off by that older man yeah. that eventually walked up. But well, yeah. I mean, just, just do a search on primates kidnap children and yeah. just get story after story after story after story. I mean, so just imagine a Bigfoot. It's mm-hmm. like one finger, Oof. probably one finger. Can I pick it up? And um, I did. Easy I, snatch. Yeah. I, I did like that. You know, I think uh, the the guy, the guy that's he's playing John Hartman. He's actually David Ford. He's actually the director uh, and actually mm-hmm. writer for, okay. for, the, for the movie. Uh, he did notice that um, his hogs were missing. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of brought me back to mm-hmm. like to Longview again. Yeah, so. I mean. It was like any story that you would hear from that area. Just mm-hmm. there's probably billions mm. of them. You know, you know um, whenever whenever I was in the field and ran, whenever I was doing like Bigfoot stuff, like in uh, like in rural areas that had farms, I always asked that question all the time. I said, "Did they take any cattle? Did they take a pig?" And I never got. I never. No one would ever said, "No, I, I don't. I don't think so." And so John's story uh, from Longview was probably the. First time I actually heard a story of a Bigfoot taking a pig. Mm-hmm. And that so, one, and there was one, I think, last time we talked on the phone, and I remember him telling the story, too, that Luke said that somebody had told him about mm-hmm. one reaching over a fence, and they saw him picking up this one. Wow. Just like, I don't know, a six-foot fence, whatever, pick it, yeah. thousand-pound hog, like nothing. Man. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting that he, he incorporated that in, into the movie, and then... Eventually, you know, the wife is upset and and uh, their their family's concerned and they, you know, the father assures them that it's going to be okay and they go to bed. In the middle of the night, this Bigfoot comes up to the little boy's window and touches it and it was like, he's talking to him. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like, oh man. He, goes, he just goes, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so there's a scene on that? Or yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The, boy, the boy's talking to him or the it's both? The uh, little boy. The uh, the uh, the little boy notices that the, there's a Bigfoot in the window, and the Bigfoot's talking to him, and it's doing this gibberish, this gibberish talk. And he goes, he goes, you talk funny, mm-hmm. and he's smiling and laughing, and the Bigfoot puts his his hand onto the window, mm-hmm. and the little boy puts his hand on the window, and so that, mm. I, I thought that was man, that was interesting because yeah. like, I don't think I've ever seen a Bigfoot story because usually it's you know most Bigfoot movies it's. They're scary and they got fangs and blood. And yeah, violent. So, so I don't want to get me started on that. Yeah, uh, that's. I can assure you that kid was brave because I, even me, if I heard that, I'd be like, nope. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go give Roberts. <laughs> hear this because uh, well, he was telling his parents about that big hairy man coming and seeing him and him yeah. playing with him in the woods, and they're just like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. I I did like the fact that they also they also um, talked about its smell. Mm-hmm. So mm. he goes, "What is that smell? It smells like trash." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I, I I did like that. So it was it was it was uh, it was. It was nice to see stuff like that. And I was watching it. I said, man, this got Mike's name all over it. So, mm-hmm. so you know, I you know, I wasn't surprised because that's the way Mike is. And he's a good dude and he's a diligent researcher. And Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's a good person. So I, I was not surprised. So, but. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, it's, it was really good. Uh, like I was saying, I the dialogue, I don't know. It was just me and. 
It was kind of it was like some parts of the of the movie. I said, why why is this scene even in there? This doesn't make mm. sense. Well, I mean, how many movies did they make, and how many times have those people yeah. acted? And for what it was, it was really good. Yeah. I bet you anything was better than that one where I think Peter Fonda's in it. Oh, that's like he, a Sasquatch movie. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah. The he's looking for his daughter, and the Bigfoot's killing everybody on the plane. It's, it's stupid. It's so dumb. You, you said enough, Peter Fonda. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, don't be hating yeah. on the writer. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just hating on his agent. Yeah. For, uh, hey, you want to be in this movie about a Bigfoot? You're gonna you're gonna face this Bigfoot. No. Yeah. Bigfoot's killing everybody you know. If that movie was before he was Easy Rider, then whatever you know, he's trying to he put food on the table. No, he's he's good people. So, <laughs> um. Was that? Was that Coco? <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was kids. It was kids going oh. Oh. So. Oh. Coco. Oh. No, I haven't put any Coco on here. Okay. Well. <clears throat> we should. But um. They kind of they kind of go through the they kind of go through the movie and. Um, uh, you know, this guy, you know, he's really concerned for his family. You know, he goes out a couple of times and, you know, he calls his friend and, you know, his friend being, you know, Mike, Mike Hall. He calls him Dale. I mean, it's, this is named Dale in the movie and mm-hmm. comes out with this other guy and they're, they're shooting ideas about, you know, trying to, trying to get rid of this Bigfoot. And, uh, it was, it was you know, it was, uh, some of the stuff was like, like he was like, I think he, he built a tree stand and was sitting inside a tree with a, Mm-hmm. With a chicken tied to a stick, so the Bigfoot can come and get a chicken. And he sh- he shot a hog, and he thought it was a Bigfoot, but uh, he goes back the next day. But I, I guess it, not to interrupt. But I thought it was funny. They're like, "You shot a hog? How did you do?" Like they were just laughing that he killed this pig. Yeah. On <laughs> so wow. so he goes back and tries to get the hog, but the hog's gone because I guess uh, the uh, Bigfoot took it and. So he was like, he was really concerned and, um, but it, it goes, it goes to like toward the end. And, um, what I thought was kind of interesting is that, you know, toward the end of the climax was, uh, was, you know, they were, there was like, a, I guess it was a Bigfoot inside his, his barn and he mm-hmm. went, he went to outside to go confront it. And then you realize there's actually two Bigfoot because there's, there's one in the window and there's one in the barn. And um, the uh, Bigfoot throws up this big old bale of hay on top of, you know, the character, um, John Hartman. And he hits him. I said, man, if that was, the bale of hay, would, it would do some A damage. Square bale? Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like, damn. That could, that could, that, that could, those are heavy. That could crush a guy. Yeah. And it hits this guy and he just rolls off like it's like, well. you know, WWE or something, you know. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> so. But then, oh, but then you 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 have your first glimpse of this Bigfoot, and it jumps off from the very top of the barn onto onto the ground inside the barn, and uh, John Hartman picks up his weapon and he starts to shoot at him, but he doesn't. He ran out of bullets, and so this Bigfoot's like, "Oh, you're gonna shoot me now?" Okay, so then he he gets in his face and just like yells, just like, Rah! and I thought it was like that was awesome, because mm-hmm. like because you. As a moviegoer, you kind of anticipate the Bigfoot's going to sl- pick him up, slam him, mm-hmm. or just kill him. But he doesn't. He yeah, just he just, screams, in he his just face. screams at his face and says, you know, how like he's disappointed in him that mm-hmm. he wanted to shoot him because he hasn't really done anything to him. Yeah. 
And then like he's he's got his face, you know, he's got his face against his face smelling him just like you know, I thought mm-hmm. it was I thought it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was just thinking wow. it's just like how terrifying that would be. Yeah. So it was basically it was basically Alien Three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. Well, and then the other oh. one because for some reason they decided to leave their child that uh has been talking to this guy. Yeah. Their window open. And the other one goes and tries to snatch him and take him. Yeah, she's like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, maybe she was trying to do it. Maybe the, the, the okay, what I'm kind of thinking on this, mm-hmm. this, this, they were, they were paying homage to yeah. Legend of the Body Creek. Creek. Yeah, so that's what I kind of thought yeah. when I first saw it. So whenever you said they were going to take him, I, I could see that. But then I could, I thought after a while, I said, well, maybe he's paying homage to. Possibly, to, but I, I mean, it could go either way, but it seemed like. You know, it was trying to get the little boy. Yeah, snatch some, snatch uh, a baby. I don't know. So the Robert, the the way to pay homage to Legend of Body Creek is putting that song. This is where the creature goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was right around the same time period too. So yeah. it was, they could have they could have done it. So no, it was, I think I know it was made in it was made in the seventies. This was mm-hmm. based in the sixties. I was just joking, but um. Yeah. So you probably get you know probably get someone. Man, it wasn't back then. It was. Actually, yeah. It was nineteen seventy five. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, so that's what I thought because, like the the male. I'm assuming it was the male inside the barn with with mm-hmm. uh, the Hartman guy, and the uh, the female was busting through the window. Yeah, that's what I assume because she was smaller. So. And then uh, the family says, you know, he finally decides after like after the wife has been telling them like the whole time, let's go, let's get out of here. Well, yeah, because one of them tried to like was trying to get it in the front door. Yeah, and she shot buckshot. That's right. That's right. I I skipped past that part. Yeah, that was kind of scary too. So Mm -hmm. it was it was it was trying to figure out how to couldn't you know. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories like that. I think. Yeah. Where they're trying to figure out how to get a door open. Yeah, that's you know to be honest with you that's. To me, that's always, I always, when I see something like that, it kind of reminds me of, um, what's his name? Not Orson Welles, um, Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock does a lot of stuff where you don't actually see the villain. Right. And you just, uh, you know, you just like, you're supposed to interpret that you see something mm-hmm. and they're outside the door. They're, they're pacing back and forth on the porch mm-hmm. and he's trying to open the door. So that, to me, that was very, very Hitchcockian. Yeah. So that, that but, to me, but, I mean, there's lots of, uh, I think it was what, who wasn't it? Todd Partain again, that that was yes. how his story was like, that, yes, that I was, trying I to was, get into you the were, trailer. Th- you were thinking the same thing. I was thinking, yeah. I, was, I was about to mention that. I was about to mention that's like Todd Partain's story. Mm-hmm. Um, man, <laughs> talk about synchronicity. Wow. <laughs> so, Are we just not the same people? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that, yeah, that, that was kind of, that was actually pretty good. And, uh, you mentioned this off show that you thought you caught this. I actually, I caught it later on that, you know, it was, this was based like in the Mm sixties and they had like the vehicles, Mm -hmm. but they had today's registrations. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) You probably don't think about things like that, (laughs) but no, I blame my, my father for things like that because he would sit and it would drive me crazy about all the time. Yeah have to point out flaws in movies and stuff like that so i like it's always in the back of my head to see things like that i think <laughs> no one's gonna notice it <laughs> i mean probably not but yeah. I, I was like wait a minute 
I go, he's got and then there's me and Robert. Flashback. Did you just see that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got another month before his that? inspection. <laughs> he's got, he's got another 30 years until his inspection. Yeah. yeah. So. But it was pretty good. They actually, they ended with him like, you know, hightailing out of there. And they, they got out, which was which was good. And I think um, the, they don't, I don't remember if they showed it, but the Bigfoot. They tear up the house, right? They just rip up all the house, and I don't think they showed that. No, they didn't. They just talked about it. But it was actually pretty wow. good. It was actually pretty good. I, I really enjoyed it. I said, "Man, I, I, I rarely sit down and watch a Bigfoot movie, and I enjoy it." Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think, uh, what was it Stephen? We we're watching Paranormal Witness, and they had a story on there that was really, really good about the. Sheriff guy that went, it was like in Washington State or Oregon. Do you, mm-hmm. you know? Do you recall that? And he was like, he was on, he was off for the weekend, so he went up to the mountains to, to go fish, and he got, he got shadowed by this Bigfoot, and like he had walked, mm-hmm. he had walked like eight miles into the woods, and he got shadowed by, yeah, I remember that by a Bigfoot, and he got chased out, and it was probably the most realistic eyewitness, re, you know, like reenactment I've ever seen. And it was, yeah, it was, that so, one was. So I don't was, even think they mentioned it was a Bigfoot, but I think yeah, yeah we mean you were like that's a Bigfoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. So um, let's see here. The Mike Hall plays Dale. Uh, Angela Harger played Mary Hartman. I really liked her a lot. She was kind of cool, but it's me. She's <laughs> she's like. <laughs> that she was kind of cool, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's that's the way it ended. It ended with him leaving, and um, I think the I thought it was gonna have a, a scare or a bad ending where they take the boy. Yeah, and they tried, and that's when they're like, "Nope, peace out." Like it was mm. like, like I thought maybe they were gonna do like you know they were pulling out and like they were like got to their 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 destination where they were gonna be. And then, like, a Bigfoot shows up. <laughs> right. And then it ends. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's usually how the movies go, like, like these days. That way yeah. it leaves it open. For, inter- for this sequel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Paranormal Witness. Is it Paranormal Witness that yeah. you can do that? Yeah. Just do it right like, time. Oh, you know, we we got out of there. And yeah, thank God that it shows the Bigfoot space. Ah, you know. Yeah. At the very end. Like, really? Yeah, re- really? Yeah, they would say, oh, this entity is gone now. Boo. Yeah. And then, and then like, it showed the like, house from them, like, in, like, the living room, and it showed, like, a spirit, like, come by, <laughs> you know, behind yeah. them or something. So. Yes. Yeah, like, but, really? <laughs> but uh, we can jump on to the next movie. This one, the next movie is, uh, let me see here. Letters from the Big Man. This was released 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like an hour, 44 minutes released. Never on, heard of it. Yeah. It was released on. I hadn't either. I just kind of. Yeah. Found it when I was trying to find another one that I watched before and I couldn't remember what it was called. This one was released November the 11th, 2011. So, um, and it's, it stars uh, Lily Rebby, right? Mm-hmm. Or that, you know, did I say her name right? I have no idea. I'm okay. going to say it, Ray, but I don't know if that's right. Um, but 
Let me let me read let me read the synopsis on this one really quick. It's um it's Lily Lily Babe. Yeah, it's it's the not from American Horror Story. Yeah, it's the lady from American Horror Story. Yeah, oh, I love her, and I misty I, day. Yeah. yeah. But um, the synopsis on it is this. Sarah Smith, an artist and the government hydrologist, sets on a, on a post-fire stream survey in uh, the remote part of, I'm going to butcher the crap out of this, Colopsis Wilderness in south, southwestern Oregon. In the course of her journey through an ancient and ecological diverse land, uh, un, she unwittingly finds herself interacting with a Sasquatch man <laughs> And a mutual uh, curiosity ensues as their as their friendship uh, deepens. Sarah must take a, a bold step to protect his privacy as well as her own. So that one was man. That was actually a deep. It was really good. It's a deep synopsis too. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And it doesn't really even touch about what it's about. Yeah. Honestly, I mean that's kind of the yeah. Cause it, cause it opens like it opens with you know with you thinking that she's had like a really bad she was getting out of a bad relationship or she was yeah. she was ending the relationship, and so she was going she was just I guess packing all her stuff and then going into the wilderness for a hike you know contract job mm-hmm. right so, so because these streams from after that fire I guess they were affecting the fish population yeah and that's what she was doing going up there to do a, a survey for this. I think she was working for the timber company, mm-hmm. actually, and she runs into this guy, and she thinks, well, of course, this whole time she's being followed, and they don't have any problems showing you yeah, who's following her, you know, and he he's just right there the whole time, but yeah. every time she, she, she knows somebody's there, and she's talking to him and whatever, and she thinks it's this guy that she runs into later. It's like, are you following me? Yeah. Did you see anybody out there? Are you following me? And, you know, they kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked that because it was like um, she never thought. I don't think in her mind she thought it was a bigfoot. She thought it was an actual person, person fo- right? following because her because she could tell it was somebody walking on two feet. Yeah, and so it shows it shows her like um, camping. It shows her going through the water, you know, uh, measuring rocks and um, doing uh, measuring how deep like certain parts of, uh, of rivers and and creeks were, and so she's documenting a bunch of stuff, and then she. You see her stopping and looking around like she notices like she hears like, you know, branches break, like someone walking and then she'll stop and just like look around and then she'll continue to start working. And you can see while she's actually camping for the night, she's drawing because like she's she's an artist, too. It, it doesn't say that she's an artist, but it shows that, you know, she's she doodles a lot, I guess, to the past the time. And so. You know, she she just notices, I guess this, and it kind of it kind of shows like, um, like it doesn't show like 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 the Bigfoot completely. It shows like his shoulder and his head, and it shows him looking at from a distance where she's at or whatever she's doing, and it like it like when she's asleep, it shows it walking around like kind of touch the mm-hmm. fire and stuff like that, which I thought was kind of neat. But this is me. So, so what else? What else? <laughs> What else? What else did you think about the? I mean, I know we st- we still got to go through the whole yeah, movie, but yeah. but what else from that from that point? Because like it was it was it was like a deep, thoughtful movie. It was. It really was, and it's it's, it's very heavy, too, especially for people that have had experiences, especially like like she does. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, this is the only one where 
I think I've ever seen where there is some sort of violent behavior yeah. on them. And I don't know who helped them on this, who their go-to person was and all on this, but they, they knew they knew their stuff and yeah. all stuff that's not common knowledge. Yeah, that's what I, I was really... Like I was, I was pretty, um, I was pretty happy with something in the woods. And then when I watched this one, I was pretty happy with this one too. Yeah. Because it didn't, it didn't, it didn't portray like this, this Bigfoot as you know, as mean some, as mean. Because there, there was a, a part of the movie, and I'm jumping around a little bit. There's a part of the movie where she actually ends up in a cabin, mm-hmm. and she's staying there, and you can hear like multiple Bigfoots. Mm-hmm. Like there's like Bigfoot screaming. There's Bigfoots. I think he's. This character, this one character, Bigfoot, is doing tree knocks, and yeah, then they, he's he, that several times. Yeah, and he's he's close by, but you can hear there's probably several Bigfoots. So I, the way I'm thinking is that he's doing tree knocks to let them know, you know, hey, go get away from here. I'm this is my area, and so this that way he can watch this lady because apparently he had this connection with this lady, right? And it was like uh, where she was actually. It doesn't really show that she sees him, but she knows she he's knows there, and so she's drawing him. She's draw, like she's doing watercolor and she's doing like uh, charcoal. She's doing pencil, and which I thought was neat. And so, but anyway, I'll let you. I'll let you continue. Yeah, on. I feel like before he actually did show himself or anything. That I mean. There had to have been stories that she heard plenty of times working mm-hmm. for those logging companies because you know that they they see it, see yeah. it all the time. You know, it's a pretty common thing. I mean, that they're they're cutting trees down and Bigfoots don't like that. So no, nope. quit playing. No, nope. quit playing with your stuff. I don't blame them. So it seemed like as it went on that they were talking to her telepathically. Yeah, too, which is a thing that you know, ten years ago. People scoffed at. Yeah, but that's. It seemed like the whole thing was very shamanistic. Yeah. To it, and just about how you know, not to skip around too much, but you know, she does. She's like a freelance artist. She has an art show, Mm -hmm. and her her closest friend in this logging company. Yeah. Is like you know what it is. Yeah, they 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 both wouldn't say the word. They wouldn't say it, but he's like. You know, and they picked you. They picked you, and you have to really, really understand how important it is because they don't just pick anyone. There's a reason mm-hmm. why they chose you. And we, one thing that he started that conversation is like, where do they go when we don't see them? Yeah, where did they come from? Where are they going? Yeah, he was kind of he was kind of hinting that it w- they went through another realm, another multi universe, mm-hmm. another portal. He didn't say portal, but he you kind of assume. But it. that they were very spiritual yeah. things, not just animals, right? And you know, there's a about halfway through. You know, this the guy that she met in the woods. Um, you found out that he works for. Uh, I guess it's like a conservative conservation company. Yeah, it was like an opposing group to yeah, the to the to logging. logging. Yeah, so and so they kind of had this back and forth. Whatever, it's like, well, you're the enemy. I work for this one. Well, I over here. Well, as time goes on, he goes and visits her at the cabin, and he sees her artwork, and it just gives him this visceral reaction. Yeah, because you know they kind of have this little romance going on, and it kind of escalated, and then right after that, he sees these drawings. And he freaks out. And he leaves. 
and there's a flashback to apparently, because he had said earlier when they met that he'd been tracking in the woods since he was 10 years old. Yeah. So we have a flashback to when he's 10 years old and he's napping in the woods. He wakes up and there's one sitting out across the creek from him on a rock. Yeah. He's watching him. It kind of, it kind of, they made it look like the same, the same one, the same one that's following mm-hmm. um, Lily right now. So her, her name is Sarah, mm-hmm. and they, um, they made it seem like it was, it was the same one, the same character, same character Bigfoot, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of neat, but because he does, he doesn't look this one Bigfoot that's following her around. He doesn't look young. No. So, <laughs> so, yeah. and he looks, he looks really chilled. <laughs> you know, indistinguished. You know. But um, he takes off and he has this flashback and he ends up going to um, this ranch where they have all these white buffalo. Yeah. And he speaks to this Native American woman and just yeah. flat out, he's like, well, you know, there's Sasquatch out there. Yeah. Because I guess there's been reports of black op helicopters and yeah. stuff in the in the woods and and he goes to ask, talk to this woman. He's like, well, what do you think it was? And they're trying to capture one, apparently. To yeah. Do, um, experimentation to figure out infrasound. Right. To weaponize it. And, to catch one mm-hmm. and cut it open and to figure out what's what's making them put fear into people, right? Yeah, how they can change basically the the energy and how they, they're able to do that and what... what because they want to weaponize it, and that's this company that's coming in. And this woman didn't realize that she was working yeah, to help these people to basically come after these creatures. Yeah. I, I thought that was interesting, because I don't think I don't think anybody's ever done a story no, with that. Like, ever. the second he was just like, there it is, and that's what she said. It's like, wow. Because, again, that's one of the things that's not very common knowledge. You think, and then I'm just shooting right now. I'm going off. I'm going off subject really quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is where Todd Standing got that idea? I don't know. Because this came out 2011. And I don't know. Todd's stuff was, I think, in 13, 14. There's no telling. Because he, because he, he talks about black ops. Remember on his. Yeah, but I feel like that's kind of one of those things that. Kind of thought of floating around stories about that too. Yeah, because I've heard several like that one that that I heard from Luke about that got hit by a train, a train or, or one that got hit on the highway and wasn't dead. It went through a windshield and yeah, it, it disappeared. You know, there's lots of stories like that. Yeah, I heard I heard one on I think it was the Alabama the Alabama chat room. This was yeah. this was years ago. Yeah, yeah. That uh, one up one up in I think uh, Utah. Oh, I forgot about all about that. I was yeah, like, man. They that they there was one that got hit by a train, yeah, and then it was it killed it, and then um, Men in Black showed up mm-hmm. and then carried it away in a big truck, and mm-hmm. and um, they were trying to get to the person who actually had witnessed it, and they couldn't find this person. I don't know if he was he was killed or it just, was just made to shut up, yeah, yeah, something like that. I so. mean, that's a common story, Men in Black, you know, with Mothman and everything, you know. But, oh, something happened and government showed up and told me to shut up about it. And, yeah. But <clears throat> I thought it was interesting because a lot of people, you know, the the aspect of the infrasound, which, I mean, it makes sense. I've, I believe that you, I've, you've I've experienced, experienced that. it before. Yeah, you've experienced that. And it is just like debilitating. Yeah. And it's just for like a second. 
I can't I can't say I have <laughs> or I've I've gone through it. I can't I don't recall. But I, you know I don't know. I mean maybe I did. I just didn't know it. And but you know I I think we've talked about how things get quiet right and still and that's probably part of it too mm-hmm. i mean theoretically because other predators like i think tigers use infrasound elephants use infrasounds and stuff you get a sense like something like because we can't hear it right. but we can feel it and uh it is a high high possibility that that's what that is and maybe that's how they communicate a lot too not yeah. verbally I, I would say this that you know I've been in, I've been in so many areas in East Texas and uh, Louisiana and and Oklahoma and there's been times where I've been in the field and I said man this is something's not right here mm-hmm. something going on some that some f- feels uneasy but of course when Lucas was me I was never feeling that way right. but this, <laughs> do you want to shoot a shout out to Luke so. Um, I think we all, we all feel that way. <laughs> so he knows how to read a situation, man. I remember. I remember one time. Um, I can't remember where it was. I think it was in. I want to say, I want to say it was in Paris, Paris, Texas, and it was like we we're meeting up. It was me, Luke. Um, uh, I think Kenny was there. Uh, Bear and Kumba was there. Um, there was a guy from TBRC. I didn't really know his name, but he had. He had some homemade night vision stuff mm. that he had made. He was like an engineer or something. Oh, but, um, nice. And it was, uh, I think, Chad Scott was there, Matt Knapp. Uh, Steven, I don't remember if you were with me or not. But, I don't think so. Yeah, because like we were, we were doing, we were doing a showing of the garden shot, and I know I ne- I'd never talk about this to anybody, but the garden shot mm. is like a, some stuff that we did in Paris that I really rarely talk about but um we were showing the garden shot to everybody i think even uh lance bailey was there mike uh mike sells um kenny i think buddy was there and i, th- I want to say tim was there too and so we went into the field over uh over by over by the lake and it was like at night it was like pitch black pitch black and we were we were getting some activity that night and you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face, but I, normally I would be scared mm-hmm. and pitch black when I don't, I can't see where I'm going, but Luke was there. <laughs> so, yeah. so I was okay. <laughs> so I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that. Cause like Luke was there. I said, Oh man, Luke's here. We're, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> so, so. And then you hugged him and. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But um, yeah, that, that dude, that dude can calm a, a rattlesnake. Yep, Luke's good people, man. He is good people. Mm-hmm. I can't can't say enough about that guy. And I know he's hopefully he's listening. And you know, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, anyway, getting back to the the movie, we kind of got off them from the movie, but um. <laughs> She meets up with the guy, right? And he works for the government and talks to the Native American people. So um, she he goes and confronts her about no, wait. He puts he puts a, yeah, a game camera. Yeah, he he, there. he puts a game camera on top of her cabin to to notice it and she gets pissed. Well know? it didn't know for a while and one thing I wanted to talk about too about that part is he was being watched the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, he was out Collecting hairs and whatever, and the guy was, you know, he was watching and being watched, and he starts getting this feeling, and he runs and gets to, they have, like, this fire gate, 
he gets to the fire gate and he just throws up everything. Yeah, he does. And I feel like that was probably, I don't know if it was trying to show that he was scared, but it could be also um, displaying the effects of the infrasound. Right, right. And that's what I thought it was, was this, you know, the big man. He was basically blasting this guy. He's like, I don't like you. I don't like what you're doing. You need right. to get out of here. Yeah. Even though he's trying to help and they don't realize he's trying to help, they don't like what he's doing. Right. Yeah, because like, um, it's almost like being bar- bombarded by uh, EMF. Yeah. And so I guess he uh, he felt nauseated and and he's <laughs> he he kind of looks like a, a skinny version of Hugh Jackman, a little bit. Yeah, I guess I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was skinnerine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, that was no. that was a bad joke. He was the badger. <laughs> yeah. Skin Orion. Because <laughs> he, he's skinny. He's, you know, Wolverine, skinny. Yeah. skinny but Ryan, he's but trying anyway. to collect his evidence for a lab to try to figure out how to get an injection to keep this government agency from coming into the area. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, later on, um, when mm-hmm. Sarah's friend that works for the the... I think for the logging company or for the the forest, the, the forestry, forestry commission. Yeah. yeah, she comes out with her son or whatever, and they she the friend sees the camera, and of course they go through it, and you know it's a motion capture one, and of course always first yeah. picture is of your face. Yeah, and yeah, she gets mad and confronts him and whatever and what you're doing, and they kind of have a falling out and go their separate ways. I felt really bad for her. I know I talked to you about this yeah. after our show, but I know Super hopeless romantic. Yeah, it was because like. I, <laughs> That's you know that's the way I looked at it because I, she had to give up on another guy. You yeah, know? I guess, but it's for the greater good. But one thing I did like because you know he hauled ass after their date and they you know they hooked up and all this stuff and she thought it was about her. Yeah. So she used to sit outside just having an episode and crying and whatever and you know the guy he, he he's just right there and she knows he's there and she she says thank you for coming and being yeah. here. And I don't know, that was just, because right after that was when he started really showing himself to her. Yeah. And she's like making him sandwiches and he started leaving her gifts. And that's what the letters are. He started building things for her. And, yeah. And leaving her feathers and stuff like that. And hmm. uh, just basically communicating and she'd show him her pictures and, you know, he'd be like, oh, and like, yeah. he nodded. He's like, yeah, I like that. And it's just, you know, they're just hanging out and. Yeah, he he, which I thought was fascinating. He he leaves like a, a sign, like he mm-hmm. le- like a circle with rocks and sticks. You remember that? Yeah, the, sticks at and, the very end, he left two circles with X's and with them. feathers on it too, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know I'm, I was jumping ahead on that one, so mm-hmm. I apologize yeah, for that one. Fine. But um, but like before that, he leaves her like rocks at the the foot of her stairwell. Mm-hmm. And it leaves our rocks and some feathers in too, and so, so when I saw that, I kind of I kind of thought about Paris. So, because um, I know I've talked about to you guys that I I was leaving like food behind. I was leaving like whatever Mike had left over, like he would feed to his hogs, like mm-hmm. whatever he was growing. And so I would take some of that and I would just walk in the woods, find a spot, put it in the crook of a, a tree, mm-hmm. and then I I'd, I'd go check it the very next day, and then there'd be a shiny rock in it. And so I wouldn't tell anybody I was doing that. I would just do it. And so, 
but I never talked about it to anybody. And so when I saw that, I instantly thought of that. Yeah, she yeah she went and she mm. made him the peanut butter sandwiches, and then that was that. And then she went and bought some like wild game meat. Yeah, and left it out there. And then he left her a fucking origami. Yeah, that was that was kind of. I was just like, if that, ha- oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> I think they were. I mean, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was a stretch. Maybe but I go origami really. <laughs> it wasn't it- complex, you know, but <laughs> made her like a little little so the, the better the better the meal was, the more like advanced it was. Yeah, yeah. basically, you know. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> She brought she brought some real game meat on this one, so yeah. we're gonna upgrade to from circles to origami. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was it was kind of neat. I really liked it. Yeah. So I like, um, I like the part where it was a little bit after that, after she went and confronted this guy after she found the camera, and she was driving back to the cabin. And there's a a mama and a baby just like chilling on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. And she just stops and rolls down the window. It's like, oh hey, are you related to my friend? <laughs> yeah, she no. At first, first she waves at him. Oh yeah, like I was thinking. I said, "If this Bigfoot waves back at her, <laughs> <laughs> it was possible." So you know, he's just like, "Hey, I got some food. Are you hungry?" And then and she just walks off. Yeah, she like it almost <laughs> like it seemed like she was getting up. I go, "This bitch, I'm, I got to rest." And so, but I was just thinking that. <laughs> so it, it, that's the way it looked like it. Like yeah. it got up and said, "I gotta walk away." I guess. And she, she goes. Uh, I got food back here and just like walks away and then looks back at her and just keeps walking and, mm-hmm. it, and it has a baby with her, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't see the baby at the time. Yeah. So I thought she was carrying a backpack. Why would she have a backpack? <laughs> I don't know. They went out of their way to show that it was female. All, all, yeah. The backpack that has all the papers for the origami. Duh. Yeah. No, it folded up the, the wrapper off the meat, but yeah, uh, yeah. she got to practice. Yeah. yeah a thousand, <laughs> thousand paper. Thousand sheep packs. Then she gets a, a wish, right? Yeah. The story. <laughs> but it was it was actually pretty good. I I mean, because it um it leads to like her like like you were saying earlier it leads to her like this guy kind of falling out and I you can tell he he still wants to be involved with her but he's trying to make her see his way and mm-hmm. she doesn't really and want she to. feels really guilty because of her involvement that yeah. she didn't have any idea what she was doing right. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like maybe eventually they reconciled because they are in the, in the end, they had the same goal. Yeah. But the, his tactics, she just felt, I mean, I would freak out if a guy hit a camera on my porch and didn't tell me. Yeah. He should have, he should have told her. He should have, but he was too busy worried about his, his goal. His agenda. Yeah. That that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That bitch. You know. And eventually, you know, she starts, she goes and she meets with, uh, because dude tells her everything that's going on about the, the, what they're going, what their plan, this government agency is planning on doing. So she meets with her friend. The logging guy, right? The logging guy. Yeah. And, uh, they basically have this discussion. She decides, she tells him, it's like, if you don't hear from me from a year, then come look for me. And basically what she's doing is packing up her stuff and. She's gonna go and stay with them and study them and hopefully, like uh, Diane Fossey yeah, and Jane Goodall. Girl is in the mist, man. Yeah, I thought that was thought that was yeah. cool because I mean they they talked about that and it's like, well, what what good did it do? And it's like, well, we we saved them, you know, because it's basically it's like, how can you fight the government? They're gonna get in there and gonna do what they're gonna do. Yeah, and she's just like, I gotta try. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, because like no one makes movies like that. No. Where you're in sync with the Bigfoot. I mean, maybe, you know, comedies but about Bigfoot. But other than that, it's, it's always like horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Even the stuff that's like, you know, Michael's movie or, you know, I watched Willow Creek too, which it seemed very, very accurate, but they behave violently. I mean, it's not uncommon to hear those stories, but I've heard several, especially in the last months like this. And people don't tend to talk about that as much because it seems like it's more of a private personal experience. Yeah. I remember Kim, Ken Marvel was, was was begging me to watch that movie. And, really? I, and I just never saw it. Yeah. I think I downloaded that was it. Huh? Um, I, I had to interrupt, but I, I, I remember him. There was another movie that I was going to ask that he brought up that was like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, a couple that goes out in the, in the woods and I think it's like into the woods or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but uh, he said he said it's a horror one, but he kept saying that you, yeah. should, you should watch it, guys. Like it's pretty good. I, was, I, oh. I, I thought it was Willow Creek, so maybe it maybe yeah. it could be that movie. But it was I'm, really good. But I mean, it it, it took a, a hard turn, but I feel like it was not beyond the realm of quote unquote what would be reality. Mm-hmm. You know, for what what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't really say what happened because it's one of those. It's got a nice little twist at the end. But I gotta watch that one. Yeah, I gotta I mean, watch that the, one. The way they depicted, of course, you know, it was Bobcat Goldthwait that that made the movie, and was he like he's, a, he's, a he's big into it, you know, executive producer or something? I think he he wrote and directed it. Wow, I'm pretty sure. Like, uh, um, I don't think of him like that. I don't right. think so. But he's a huge enthusiast. You know, I've, I've listened to him on podcasts talking about, it, especially you know before mm-hmm. it came out, he was in his realms. But he knows what he's talking about. For the most point, hmm. you know. Bobcat. Figure, I Bobcat. Learn something every day. Yeah, you never know. So, hmm. that, that's the way that one ends. It, yeah. It ends. It's really it's really good, and it's really beautifully shot. You know, the cinematography is great. Yeah. And whoever they had playing the role of the big man, I feel like they picked him very well, whoever this, you know, creature actor or whatever you call him, you know, uh, because he conveyed a lot through... Just a look. Just he would be standing there. Yeah. In the distance and they show his face and you could just see these emotions coming out, you know. And I thought that that was pretty pretty cool because it's usually raw monster. I'm trying to see on here who played him. And um The, it says here uh, the guy that was playing him was Isaac C. Singleton Jr. Mm. So I'm I'm, assu- I'm assuming he's a tall guy. Yeah, he's probably one. Of, I mean, there's several people that that's all they do is that kind of work. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, he get, definitely got across his the human aspect. Yeah, he character. he had um like I was telling you earlier, he had. He looked pretty chill, but mm-hmm. I mean, you could see what he was like when he was concerned, and you could mm-hmm. see like when um, he was just being observant and he was like being cautious, and you could you could tell that from his face. And mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of you know, with all that hair on your face, that's a damn good it's job. Just in his eyes, yeah, it's a damn good I job. I say that you know, just about regular actor in regular situations when they yeah. can say nothing, and just like they're just the tiny. Changes in their expression, mm-hmm. say everything, 
that's a good actor. Um, something into the woods. I think that was a mask. It wasn't right. It wasn't makeup. Right. I mean, it wasn't bad for what it was, but yeah, I couldn't imagine that their budget was as good as something that went to like a film festival. You know. Yeah the the creature uh-huh. the creature in the first one was uh and uh, something in the woods was uh Jason Bruce, and it says the secondary creature David Ham. He got to be the lady. He got to be the lady, Lady Bigfoot. <laughs> I liked in in Willow Creek that they call him Biggie. I'm gonna start using that from now on. Biggie called him Biggie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like B I G G I E. Like notorious. Biggie. Oh. <laughs> oh man, two two bucks of a cobra. Yeah, that's that was cool. Um. Any other any other Bigfoot movies you want to talk about? We're I didn't watch any more serious ones. I watched a lot of spoofs. <laughs> that was because they're dumb and funny, and I like that kind of stuff. Like we're 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 fifty five seconds in. Fifty five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the longest minute ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think you, you haven't watched it yet, but you need to watch Strange Wilderness because it's so dumb. So funny. I gotta, I gotta watch it. I, yeah. I, I figured I would, I would do something in the woods, and then whatever one you picked, I was gonna, yeah, watch. Well, it, so. Just as a human being, you need to watch Strange Wilderness with Steve Zahn. Yes, it's so dumb, but it's so funny. Yes. <laughs> I think I, I think I saw that movie, and uh, I didn't like it in Oklahoma, Robert. Oh, really? I didn't like it the first time yeah. I watched it, but if you're in a certain oh, I, I mentality, yeah. then yeah, because. I don't know. It took it's me a while. Funny, to, like, it's a funny movie. Yeah. And it's mostly like completely ad lib too. Yeah. So it's just, if you, you think about that and just all these, it's got a great cast and just all those people that are really good at that. Just going at it and being oh, dumb yeah. and going to South America to go find Bigfoot for their South America, South America <laughs> for, for their nature documentary. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's cool. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it's hilarious. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta sit down and watch that one. I haven't, <laughs> haven't done it because uh, I was, I wanted to watch uh, Sasquatch King again, but I don't. Yeah, I watched it the other day too. Cause it's got Dang, my that's such a great movie. Dang, you're it's on a roll. <laughs> Shirts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's got Justin in it. Yeah. Justin's Don't hurting. wait, Spunky. This is my corn dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin Long's uh, is Ash's crush. You know? oh, he's my <laughs> I love him. Yeah. He's so good. Do you like him as that character? I like him as everything. <laughs> yeah, you, you wuss. He's still hot. Yeah, man. yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he is. We were talking off. We were talking off show that. He picks movies that's that's really into his hair. Yeah, he so. makes very strong hair choices because he's got another one that um he did with like John Heater and who else? Oh, hmm. And and then Paul Downs and what was the name of that movie? It's called Ghost Team or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's got Jason Halls and Steve Gonzalez in in the beginning and the whole synopsis is the, this the main character John Heater wants to be you know they're having a competition they want to be. Famous. For their for their new for their new ghost hunter to be on the show and stuff, you know, basically yeah. join their investigation team, mm. and so that's what they're trying to do on this weekend. But it ended up they didn't find a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, that one was. Uh, it reminded me of Ghost Chasers. Yeah, 
So, ghost facers. Ghost facers. <laughs> They stay stay in the kitchen when the kitchen gets hot. (laughs) Stay Facebook, dude. Oh, man. (laughs) That's that's too good. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's very... Well, if you guys want to jump into paranormal movies, we can. We can. All right. Since we brought up Ghost, so... Yeah, that is a segue. Yep. Here we go. The paranormal. Uh, that, always, that always gets me every time I do that. You crack yourself up. I know. I um, wish you were saying the other way, like how you used to paranormal. Paranormal, yeah. <laughs> I used to say like I used to say it like I was like I had a real strong like Alberto Del Rio accent or something. Paranormal. You're the only one on this show that can get away with that. Well, I guess both you could, but I Um. Steven's been trying to get me to watch this movie, Insidious, for a long, long time. For like 10 years? Yeah. That's how long they've been out? Yeah, it's been like can, that. Can, I, can I say what you would always tell me? Yeah. <laughs> can I please say it? Yeah, because like Steven asked me, hey, uh, uh, hey, Uncle Robert, you going to watch this movie? And then I would say what? <laughs> I would say, hey, Uncle Robert, you should really watch this movie called Insidious. Uh, explain to him everything about it. He goes, nah, he, he would just go, nah, nah, nah. I don't need to watch it. I lived it. Oh my god! <laughs> After I watched it, I, I like, go, man, I don't think I lived that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have remembered that shit. Yeah, that's, that was some scary yeah. shit. Yep. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, okay, he lived it. No, so, you didn't. You just like played hide and go clap at one time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was. Uh, I, I think I, I can't think of the actor's name. Uh, Night Hawk. Uh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Night Owl. Yeah. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, was Night Owl and uh, the watch the Watchman. And this this is the only reason why I watched that movie was because mm-hmm. of him. I, I love him. And He's got a lovely singing voice. Does he really? He was in Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. He played Raoul. Dang it. I learn something every day. Learn something every day. Yeah. Every I think that's day. how he really got his start. Was like. Uh, Stage yeah, he played Ocean Master. Yeah, he played Ocean. He played Ocean Master. Mm-hmm. Aquaman. Yes, yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came out. You said he came out Insidious and what other what other paranormal movies did come on? Oh, uh, The Conjuring. The you Conjuring. need to watch those. Mm-hmm. They're. Mm-hmm. I think because you, you love Lauren. the, the uh, Ed and Lauren, Lauren Warren. Yeah. Yeah, it's they allegedly Ed. based on their. Yeah. Stuff, you know, I always take and it. They but, like yeah. Ahead, yeah, because he's on their character. Their characters are on the Conjuring, the Conjuring Two, the Nun. Uh, uh, those are all tied into each other. They, yeah, those are all, they're all tied into based each other. on even, from the Warren. Okay. Even uh, La 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 Llorona. La La Llorona. They mentioned them. Wow. Yeah, so they're like they're tied into a lot of the, I guess, urban legend, paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, on there, so. Ed didn't ever have a story he didn't want to sell. You know, usually if he was doing yeah. an investigation, he made sure he got them book rights and movie rights and all that stuff before it was even over. And that was kind of always my issue with him. You know, Lorraine was the sweetest. And, you know, I never got to speak with her or anything like that. Michelle said she got to talk to her on the phone before. Really? And she was the sweetest old lady, you know, but uh, always kind of eh, with oh. them because they were so quick to want to profit off their stories. Yeah. Which. You know, I know how you are about that. Yeah, 
Ashton, weren't they, weren't they mentioned on Annabelle and Annabelle 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. they, you know, I, they had the actual, or, they, you know, right. they both past since. Yeah. But they, the original Annabelle, it's a, it's a Raggedy Ann doll. And they have, yeah. like, a little museum with cursed objects in it and everything, mm-hmm. you know. Because um, I remember hearing about it a long time before then, and they went overboard <laughs> with that. Oh, my God. It's like, it's a Raggedy Ann doll. What is this? You yeah. Know? Supposedly. Like, I could understand if they couldn't use the actual Raggedy Ann copyright, whatever. It's like, but that, it's like, nobody fucking makes a doll that looks like that. I don't give a shit. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no girl is going to be like, oh, yay, I'm going to play with this at all. Yeah. <laughs> and take my soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say The Conjuring 2 was probably my favorite one just because of, uh, I don't want to say it, but. I, I got to watch it. I, think I, I haven't watched it. Yeah. That's the one with the high uh, clap. Is the Conjuring? I get them mixed up sometimes. Um, Insidious came out in 2010. Um, mm-hmm. Hour forty three minutes. April the first. April Fool's Day, 2011. That was whenever it was released. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, it was directed by James Wan. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what uh, did did he do? Uh, Insidious two. James Wan. Do you know? Yes, I think he did. Okay. The, the, I will find out for you. The quick, the, the quick synopsis on that was the family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in the realm they called the further. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Calling, mm-hmm. calling it the, the astral plane the further. I yep. I've never heard that term before. Have yeah. you? No. Or, or like other world and, and, you know, I've never heard that specifically. Because I thought I thought it was an interesting story because it, it from what I from what I was I've only seen it one time so yeah. from what I gather it I thought that I thought it was the story whenever Stephen first told me it was a haunted house it's not a haunted house no it's nope the, it's, it's the little boy that's attracting the spirits because yeah. he yep. astral projects at his body yeah which if, just to kind of give a, a for people and did really you know. notice did you notice how they moved they they thought it was the house yeah, yeah. and they moved. And then you realize, mm-hmm. oh, it's the boy. Yeah, that's where I was like, oh my god, Robert's gonna love that. Yeah, I live it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I don't remember that. I don't remember anybody with hooves. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was kind of creepy because like the and I'm jumping here. I'm jumping. Yeah. The the demon that the demon that's in that in the movie mm-hmm. looked like looked like Darth Maul. Yeah, really did. <laughs> so. His, was, his brother. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Garth Maul. <laughs> Garth. <laughs> that doesn't sound very scary. <laughs> Darth Maul. <Bob. No. laughs> Where's his lightsaber at, man? Where was it at? Oh, man, I don't know. He I had think. to trade it to be able to astral project. Yeah. Take over. yeah. I mean, they took away his lightsaber because he wants to get into little boys' bodies. <laughs> Creeper. It's like not even the dark side wants to touch that. Yeah, the younglings. But anyway, um, but I thought I thought it was interesting because I, whenever I was watching it, uh, there's a couple scenes in there where I jumped pretty hard, you know. And I was I was watching. I'm not gonna I was watching at work. <laughs> <laughs> so well, hopefully no one from work's listening. So <laughs> we got we all got a lot of free time at work yeah, right now. So this was like this was like between unloading PPE. Like twelve pallets. Mm-hmm. After I I like unloaded like twelve pallets, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna take a break. I'm watching City." What what scene? What scene did you jump on? 
Uh, it was uh, the one where the, the mom was getting out in the second house. And she was getting out to go take out the trash and the uh, and the little like the boy? yeah the the little like the, the dancing boy yeah he was Aww. dancing that kind of creeped me the hell I go what the but it's so benign but it is also so creepy yeah so and then when, I don't know if you noticed it if you watch it again if you want to that's that's it that's if you want to yeah uh, whenever she's walking into the other room you see him in every room you just have to look. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever she's going to the other room, you see him in the very corner. And then when she goes to, I think, the hallway, you see him, like, under, like by the coat rack. It's, like, in all scenes, you see the, this little small boy. And I was like, oh, God, that's mm-hmm. freaking terrifying. How do yeah. you not see him? Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. I mean, uh, I mean, it kind of creeped me out. And, like, and then she was, like, she was, like, uh, had a hockey stick, and she was hitting uh, the, the little boy's dresser or... I forgot what it was, Hope Chest, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And, he the ju- chest, yeah. and he just jumps out laughing and and she just freaks out because like, you know, because I think at this point she's telling the husband over and over that she doesn't she doesn't feel safe and he mm-hmm. I, he doesn't really believe her and stuff like that. So. The hell is all the time. So. <laughs> and then that that famous scene where the medium's there and then he's like, I don't I don't believe it. And I forgot what I think she's reading his palm. And then you see Darth Maul behind him. Yeah. Like, just like, ah, all laughing. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, that was like great. Just of course. his face peeking around. That was scary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, just the idea that there might be something like that behind us. Yeah. And we don't know yeah. at any given time. Which yeah. I kind of have that theory anyway. Not necessarily malevolent, malevolent things. But, mm-hmm. you know, people talk about how they're afraid that something's going to follow me home. And I feel like things like that are around us all the time we just yeah. don't know you know it's just um, sometimes we're more aware i think uh because i know i know uh, i know i've been asked i've been asked by a lot of people in penn texas to do invest before this pandemic came out mm-hmm. i was asked by like at least by two groups to go out and do research with them and i at the time i think i was i was going through some anxiety stuff Right. And I didn't, I didn't feel 100% to do it. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it cuz I I just I just think when you when you go out and doing the field stuff and you go into an area that you don't know or you do some you go into paranormal stuff that you haven't done any research on or what's there, you you just you just got you can't be going there you know, weak or yeah. Not weak like yeah. strength-wise, well, but Well, even when you're in that state, you don't really Things like that affect you more. It's right. like your flight or fight, right. certain you know responses is all haywired and, and everything. You know, I I have you know I've talked about it before. I have problems with that, and I've worked in places that mm-hmm. you hear things, and when you're already in that state, it's like everything is something. Every little you yeah, know, you just you hear it more and you notice yeah. it more and stuff like that. So, and you just mm-hmm. assume. For some reason, you know, when I was working in that warehouse, the thing that the image that would pop in my head is, I don't know, you've never, have you ever watched Twin Peaks? Uh, I haven't. No. no it's, but it's, oh. it's, it was, it's been on my list for a long time. There's a very malevolent spirit named Bob, because, you know, that's, the name. that's, you know, it was, he was a criminal beforehand and he was, he had since died, but his ghost has hung out. And that's just what, there's like parts where you get flaccid to him where he's like just climbing over the furniture and just like has this like, 
And I guess my mom watched that show when I was little mm-hmm. because I never watched it until a couple of years ago. And it's like that image was already in my head mm-hmm. and watching that. And so I would think after I watched that and then I'd be up there at the warehouse, that's the image that was in my head was fucking Bob. Damn. I don't know why, um, because I guess it's just some lightened childhood, something that scared me. Oh, I hear babies. Is that, is that the boys in the background? <laughs> Yeah, the Blair, uh, she got home oh. early. Uh, I think uh, the boys, like I said, they haven't changed her diaper. Honestly. Um, Babies. But um, I, I thought to, it was it was kind of interesting. Like I was saying before that um, the Astral Plane stuff was something new that I've, mm-hmm. I've never even, I don't I don't know if anybody's ever done a movie like that. I'm, they exactly. Probably, they, That's what I was. They probably have, but it's. Probably, I don't know about movies. I can think of like maybe TV shows, and stuff. Yeah, like that, but not not a movie that spent a lot of time. Yeah. In it. So it was it was interesting. So this this little boy, I guess, um, that when they move into the first house, he has an incident where he goes to the attic and falls down and gets hurt, and then there's some there's mm-hmm. there's stuff going on, and I guess I guess he has this ability to 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 to. Get out his body and and, and like wander around. Wander. And so, so I guess whenever whenever this happens, the the storyline talks about the, the, the spirits are, are attracted to that. Mm-hmm. What's going on over there? No, it's Ricardo jumping on the bed with me. Oh, and um, so <laughs> anywho, uh, <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going. Um, so. I guess he's he's doing that, and uh, uh, some spirits lure him away, and so and then he gets lost, and so he goes into a coma, and the doctors can't figure out why, and you know, and they have him at his, at his almost like a hospice type of setup at their house, and so yeah, that's going on, and it's just it's I don't know, it was, it was kind of freaky, man, because like there was still paranormal stuff going on, I guess, because yeah, there were... because that empty body is attracting spirits because they want it for themselves. Yeah. And I thought that was yeah. that was an interesting story. I said, man, I've never heard a story like that before. So I thought it was kind of mm-hmm. cool. So, um... But then they moved, like we were saying, they moved to the second house and stuff still continues to go on and... Um, and I think this, like, Lorraine Warren type of character shows up mm-hmm. and, um... I like the investigation team. Yeah, that was that was kind of neat how one of them was kind of not really a people person, mm-hmm. and the other one was, mm-hmm. and so they were kind of canceling each other Damn, out. They're like an odd couple, <laughs> bantering stuff. They're funny. They were, yeah. they were taking pictures. Yeah, they're and, gonna go ahead. They're gonna be really really important on the second one. Dang yeah. it! <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's it's really good. It's. And is it, is it the I don't say that about about good? horror movies. Yeah. No, the third one. That one's a prequel, isn't it? I don't know. E, e, yes, and then the fourth one is about uh, Elise, but yeah, it's about Elise and her how she got her ability, um, and she has to go back to the house where it all started whenever she was a kid because the demon is it has come back, and that Hmm. one was okay, but. Yeah, I've seen them all, but I think just like once or twice, and it's been a long. But yeah, you like yeah, you, 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 like, so, you like one and two better. I don't know. Me, I, I like I one know. and two. I'd have to watch them Love all them. again, probably to to kind of get that because uh, you know I more or less watch them as standalones. Yeah, but um, 
as as the story progresses, um, the the main character uh, they he comes to realize um, his mom his mom is like in a couple couple of the scenes in the in the brand new house, and so um, they it comes to realize that the the father the one that was like really disbelieving uh, the wife and all the interactions and stuff like that turns out that he was the same as his son He's, he was like he could astral plane he could project himself out of his body the same way and it was like he's like he was he was being uh, attracted by some old lady and so oh yeah that was kind of creepy she was scary she was um so they kind of after after they said that to him I said I was thinking to myself He's gonna have to go and go and get him. <laughs> so, and yep. and that's that's where that story was going is that they they were getting him ready to go into the astral astral plane and or the further mm-hmm. and go find his son. And so uh, I thought that was really creepy. That part where yep. I didn't understand the one where he runs into the family mm-hmm. and they're like almost. It kind of reminds me of the Joker. After the Joker gives like some kind of Joker gas, and they just mm-hmm. sit there smiling, and then they don't react. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought of like the Joker that way. But anyway, so <laughs> but that Those was kind of uh, that laughed. Yeah, that was kind of weird. So yeah, so as you realize that the, through the movie, when the astral plane, the body is open and left for any anything to enter. Right. So that's why the kid was like, he was kind of. I guess he was he's stronger than his dad. Mm-hmm. Because the demon was still trying so hard to get and possess his body, but he couldn't. Right. Because he kept hiding. Yeah. So, yeah, was, when you realize that, that the, the dad leaves to go save him, and then I can't remember how, because it, it picks up, two picks up right as one ends. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. So. Is it is it the same actors? In, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I always, I always, same, I, same I, actors. I always love that whenever they, they do that. Yeah. So. So that's why I said one and two are like the best ones because the way they played They're it basically out. Basically the same. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the other two are just kind of like standalone stories about the the lady. Yeah. So, like the the father goes and he finds his son and they're like it looks like a like some kind of hall, like some kind of like it basically was kind of like the alternate reality version of their house. Yeah. Yeah, it looked a little bit bigger too. Yeah. It looked a little bit bigger because, like, um, this this demon was sitting on top of some I don't know some some perch organ thing. Yeah, some mm-hmm. kind of perch or yeah. organ thing. Yeah, and he was he was sharpening uh, I think his nails or something. Yep. <laughs> so, and you can see his hooves and yeah, his tiny 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 Tim. Oh God, I can't yeah. see that guy. <laughs> oh God, it's and my jam. I'm bumping in my car all the time. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Hi, babies. I thought it was I thought it was funny because um, I oh just sneeze all over me. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I thought it was kind of funny because I thought once I saw this demon again, I thought that uh, Patrick Wilson was gonna say hello there. <laughs> so, I'm dumb. <laughs> so uh, like you know Obi Wan and Darth Maul and stuff like that. But it was yeah. It was a it was a creepy but ending. The, it was a creepy ending because like it ends with because uh, as soon as the father separated from the son, I go man, something's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sebastian Ricardo are making a cameo on the show. Sorry about that. Yeah, they're really loud. 
I don't. I don't <laughs> think. I don't think I'm gonna be able to edit them out, dude. So, so you know. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll just we'll, we'll see what you said here. You know, once. Yeah. Once they separated, you notice that something's up. Yeah, they. You, uh, you, you can kind of tell that whenever, whenever they separate, I go, man, something's up with this story. Mm-hmm. So the little boy gets yep. back, gets back in his body, and and so does the father. So you think. <laughs> And, uh-huh. and so it's like a happy ending, and then um, the lady that's playing uh, the Lorraine Warren type of character. Mm-hmm. She I don't even know her name. Elise, Elise. Yeah, Elise. Elise. Elise she takes a picture of him because, like, mm-hmm. she says in previous before that every time the the main the, the father was have a picture of him, this, this there was something behind that was, lady was behind him. Every time they got it, it got closer and closer. Mm-hmm. So to take a picture to see if it was if this character, I mean, this lady was still there and it was, it got inside him. Mm-hmm. And then she starts, mm-hmm. she starts choking her. I was, I was real upset about that. And then the end. Yeah. And then, yeah. Then it and then, yeah. So it ends that way. So I was, I was kind of hurt. Well, watch the second one. <laughs> watch the second one. It picks up immediately after that. <laughs> so I, I guarantee you the second one's going to probably be your favorite one. Yeah. I got to, I probably watch the first it. One's, the first one's good, but. Second one, it, it, the way they go, I think they go in more into detail of how they get that mm-hmm. uh, astral plane ability, and yeah, mm-hmm. and then it goes into detail of his his demon that has been always been uh, haunting him too. Yeah. So it's it's pretty it's pretty good. She kind of looks like La Llorona a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like La the Llorona. next song. Yeah. <laughs> She kind of La Llorona. She, she, I said it like a like a like a white person. Like a gringo. <laughs> yeah. La Llorona. Can I get some La Llorona and some jalapenos? I I can't roll my R's, so I have to say La Llorona. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she kind of she kind of looked like that completely, except she was like I guess in black. Um, like women in black. That movie's scary. Have you ever watched that one? Which one? Women in Black. No. With Harry Potter in it. Um, Daniel Radcliffe. It's really scary. Very melancholy and yeah. It's very dark. Like literally dark. One of those that's like a oh, creepy old building or old house. And Does it have teenagers in it? No. Okay. I'll watch it. It's <laughs> well. I'm not I mean, I'm, I'm not into scary movies that got teenagers in it's it. Not, well no. He plays I mean he's a young father that's yeah. lost his family so he's like that's kind of one of the questions if he's actually seeing something or if he's just in the his depression, you know. Yeah. It's very, very classic gothic type movie, but it's very it's very creepy. I have to I have to check it out. Um but I actually I really like it Insidious a lot. So that was I knew I knew you know, Steven was on to something. I just I don't know, I just didn't have time to watch it at the time. I don't I don't know what I was doing. You can start listening to us when we tell you to watch stuff. I know. I, I put it on my list. It's, then, on, it's on the and list. And then just watch wrestling. It, yeah. It, it, we, do, we do that to each other all the time. Like, he told me to watch uh, Game of Thrones for a while, and then uh, yeah. Westworld, and then we're like, hey, and I'll get to it. Yeah. And then when watched, we finally get to it, like, oh, my God. Have you watched Hellier yet? Which one? Hellier. Uh, Hellier? Did you yeah. watch Hellier, too? I still need to catch up on that. Yep. Yeah, that's that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's, I know. It, whenever you watch that, you're gonna you're gonna think I said, man, we gotta we gotta do more research. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna, it's gonna change your life. 
What, what's that, that word? I'm always messing up on synchronicity. Yeah. Synchronicity. 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 Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna eat a dolphin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pet a dolphin guy. Oh lord! Mult- multiplicity. That's what I was doing. Anyway, sorry. Spaghetti <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> and coke. Yeah, he's a, he goes. I got a wallet. I'm gonna drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we're one minute and twenty three seconds in. Yeah, we did so right, man. We got Ooh. we got a couple minutes to kill. So no, tell her tell her we're done. tell her we're not done. We're not done. Yeah, he heard you. <laughs> Yeah, he heard the voice loud and clear. They don't have to like, go to bed. Tell her, tell her. No, he can't. He can't have it. Tell her to say bitch ass. Say bitch ass. Why not? No. Bitch ass. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Ash is laughing. <laughs> We're uh, both laughing. Uh, <laughs> Ash loves whenever you say bitch ass. Robert hates it. It's dumb. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I gotta edit this out. Whatever. <laughs> I asked her for a sound bite. <laughs> I was being mean to Robert on Facebook. They told me to calm myself. Wait, what? To what? what I was picking on Robert on Facebook. Oh. They told me to calm myself. Yeah, apparently oh. she was picking on you on Facebook and someone told her to calm herself. Uh, who, and I said, uh, it's okay. Who was that? Who was it? I think it was, it was like a Jason guy. I have to look. Jason? Name and shame him. Tell him our first and last name and their address. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Jason who? Jason? I got to look at it. Jason Pratt? I'll look for it. Jason Pratt? Are we going to go toes yeah. with Jason Pratt? He's, he's, he said, he, it's funny. Calm yourself. I said, I pick on my uncle all the time. Don't worry. He knows me and knows I'm just kidding. He's, he's from South Dakota. Who the Doesn't fuck understand. is he? Oh. Who the fuck is oh, he? Oh, <laughs> Does he listen to the show, Robert? I don't know if he listens to the show, but he... You hear everything I'm saying? He works, he works with facilities with us. So, oh, I see. So he's, oh, he's, okay. our, he's our facilities person in South Dakota, so... Oh, well, Jason, uh, we're sorry about how my wife is. Yeah, uh, attacking me on it. She's just protecting uh, Robert. He needs to know his so, fucking place. My uncle. Uh, yeah. Her, apparently, her uncle. Yeah. She gets she gets, she gets a fifty dollar Amazon card one. She gets uh, she, she, she gets a, she gets two Christmas gifts. <laughs> two Christmas gifts. Yes. Two Christmas gifts. I think I got the prettier bowling ball. And apparently, you you gave her the prettier bowling ball too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we're going back on track. I think, I think we're going to call it a night. So, um, (laughs) sorry, sorry. My kids just randomly, uh, that's okay. okay. They they can take it over. That's a thing now, right? So everybody's got their kids running in the middle of their I mean, it's, it's quarantine time. What (laughs) else, what else is going to happen? But, uh, probably demand more. Yeah. Like oh, you liked it when the baby's wrong. So they couldn't they couldn't tip two through the garden, you know. Tip through the window. <laughs> <laughs> God, Little dance. So we could we could call it a night, and uh, I'm not gonna do intro or outro. Yeah, outro or intro stuff. So I'm just gonna edit it in. I'm probably gonna edit this part out right now. So oh, probably. I'm um, figure that. Um, oh.
I got the other other thing. To it's okay. I, I, I'm, I'm actually got pretty good at doing it now. So. Oh, okay. So. Which is awesome. We're gonna we're gonna call it a night and um. Let me see here. Um, we're gonna go to our next segment of wrestling. You guys ready to talk wrestling? Sure. Okay. So it's over my shoulder right now. <laughs> Hi, Mick Foley. What's up? Hey, this is a new segment, and it's called Wrestling Talk with Earl the Pearl. So uh, I have a guest in today, uh, Earl Kennedy. Earl, go ahead and say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, this is actually a new segment. I know I talked to you off show about this, about talking wrestling, because uh, I, oh. I just need more wrestling talk, and uh, mm. I, I thought it was kind of interesting. It would be kind of curious to get you... Um, on the show and talk wrestling because I know you messaged me off off show recently and goes hey I want to get into this wrestling talk and and uh, now I'm I'm actually taking taking you up on it so hey I'm all about that I don't have I have a lot of people I talk wrestling talk with and I know my wife will be really happy me not talking so much wrestling with her so <laughs> I'm all about that <laughs> hey kind of kind of give the listeners how you and I know each other. <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, I work I work at a satellite company, and when you were down in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. um, you worked you worked down there as well with facilities, right? Yes, I was actually yeah I was actually with uh, Jim Heigl, and uh, mm-hmm. he, he was I was his, his facility assistant. This is back when I was in Tulsa, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. and yep, um, you got it. Yeah. And I, we, you know, we, I think you and I hit it off like right away on just being friends and stuff, but I had no idea you were interested in wrestling. Yeah. And that's the thing that I thought was funny because you're about the off camera. Like, like, um, I never knew you were big into Bigfoot. Like, I, like, like I remember <laughs> as a kid, I liked Bigfoot, but yeah, like you would never click in our friend through work was like, Oh, Hey, you know, Robert caught a Bigfoot podcast. I was like, what? what? <laughs> so I listened to it, and I'm not going to lie. The first season, I listened off here and there. Yeah. And then I, it was one of the seasons where you guys were like, was like, uh, was talking about it and stuff. And I was like, and I commented, I was like, yeah, I listened to it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to feel like a liar. So I like went back and binge listened <laughs> for like two weeks. And then I got caught up, and I haven't missed an episode yet. But right. yeah, um, I wish I would have known you liked wrestling because we could have, like I said, talked. All yeah. day long about it. Yeah, no, I, I think Jim would have probably got mad at me. He probably wouldn't be able to get mm-hmm. like, any work oh. done. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> because of what's going with everything like that. But yeah, no, I'm glad that I got to meet you all yeah. the time that you worked there because you're a really great guy. Man, I appreciate yeah, I like it. Hey, you're welcome. And like I said, I really like the podcast um, The podcast that you guys do. Yeah. I know I go make sure I don't listen to it on YouTube a lot unless, you know, the podcast, my. Uh, Google Play is not working right. Yeah. So I make sure once I listen to the episode, I go over to YouTube and I just hit the, the thumbs up button. So I'm like, I might as well just give you some love over there. Man, um, I... Get you guys up there. Because you guys deserve it. You guys have a really good quality product. Yeah. I think... Um, I think... Yeah, I think... I think it's something. It's... it's. Um, we're going to... I want to do other stuff, but I, I have to, you know, not go so fast. I want to do characters and I want to do, like, skits and stuff. But mm-hmm. I... I, I'm yeah. just, I, I think I just want to do like product right now. And so right now it's just, uh, especially with this COVID-19 going, it's just kind of hard to oh, to do a lot of stuff. So I think I feel kind of obligated to do a show. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, because, like, I think we missed a couple of weeks, and I think, like, you and someone else, I think it was Tim, oh, yeah. Cla- Tim Clay asking, you know, that you were, like, you were messaging me, and he was texting me, goes, hey, dude, are you guys okay? What's up? You, did, yeah. y'all, did y'all take a week off? What's the deal? Mm-hmm. So I was worried. Like, the first week you were off, I was like, okay, this is what's going on. And then I remember Chris was doing the stuff, and I was like, okay, maybe that's why they're taking it off. And, like, two weeks went by, and I was like, man, I I need because I like it the most because it's not like 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 the dude from Longview said. Yeah, like you guys don't have that agenda, and that's what I like. It's like you guys are just talking and presenting it. Yeah, and letting people make up their own minds, and that's that's what I really 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 like about it. I kind of want to jump in. I want to jump right. I want to jump yeah. right away into uh, money in the Do bank, it. money in the bank stuff. Okay, I like the whole thing with 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 Jameis coming back. And being overshadowed by Jeff Hardy, and yeah. then Friday night, what happened with him and Jeff Hardy? So I think if if Jeff Hardy is going to wrestle, it, it should be it should be Shane. Yeah, if I can get, oh, I can't get online. Never mind. Because um, I think yeah, I think um, that's the pre-show though. I'm hoping that's that's the pre. I mean, I don't want it to be the pre-show, but I think that's what they yeah. have in line up for that. So it has to be. I think it has to be because they're doing the money in the bank. So yep. with it, with the money in the bank actually being uh, televised again, like they did those, very, very much cinematic. I think you have to make it. You have to make it like that, or because you look in the main event, you've got Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that match is going to go. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to be a squash. Um, but I don't think it's going to be like a like a barn burner. Rick Flair, Ricky Steamboat, sixty minute match. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I say good ten to fifteen minutes, maybe twenty you know, I wouldn't say more than ten or fifteen. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking Braun's gonna retain. So I think he will. And here's the thing, I mean, um, you don't have to have the firefly. Because I read an article that someone said it very well, like the reason why Goldberg beat him like he did is Goldberg's never had insecurity. Goldberg's always been that way. Even if he did that, he's like, this is what I want. You're not going to give it to me. Who cares? Yeah. Um, so he couldn't do it. But you look at Seth Rollins, like Seth Rollins did have insecurities. He beat him, and now look at him. He's a modern-day messiah. Yeah. He did the same thing to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's character was flawed, and now he's the better version of himself. He's the American dragon again. Yeah. So the people that have that there, he beats. But he does, even if he loses a bond, it doesn't really destroy his, his thing. Because he even said, we're going to be doing this for a long time. Yep. So you don't, he doesn't have to win the title back. He still, you know, they could, they could go all the way till, you know, two, three pay-per-views down the road. And it would still be really good. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see Braun holding the title for him to, you know, be a good storyline or for me to be vested or interested in it. So I think I don't, I don't see him winning it, you know? Um, but, um, the, the raw tag teams, uh, street profits versus the Viking Raiders. It's not in stone, but I think they're going to probably do that. That would be, that would be good. You have to, because like I said, leading into what happened Monday night, Yep. You know what I'm saying? They they didn't beat the Viking Raiders, so I I would think that I think that would be it. Like I said, I mean the only ones that I know are like set in stone is uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, um, and Braun Strowman. Then you also have uh, you also have McIntyre versus Rollins. Right. Now that one I could see that one going a good fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, I, I they both they both have good cardio. Yeah. The street, the street Poppins versus Viking Raiders, 
That's that's pretty good, man. I yeah, that would be I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if the Viking Raiders uh, got the titles. So I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't because uh, you could just because they they're gonna they'll have another rematch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because if they don't, if you think about it, if they don't win, what is? I mean, they're already almost in obscurity for no reason because they're one of the better tag teams because mm-hmm. they're they're focusing more on. Uh, uh, Gulak, Drew Gulak, and 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 uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so SmackDown tag team titles: uh, the the New Day versus the Forgotten Sons versus the Miz and Morrison and Lucha House Party. Who do you, who do you see winning that one? So it has to. Here's the thing: the Forgotten Sons. I, I don't understand. Here's the thing: I don't care if you get called up. Yeah. But I mean, the Forgotten Sons didn't even have that much. Here's the thing. I, look, here's the thing. I, I will disagree with you on one thing. I don't think NXT is the minor league. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, they were. And I know you guys, are, I know how you feel like, you know, and it, it's its own brand. And it has its own thing. Um, yeah. But I don't think of it as when it first started, whenever Bo Dallas was your champion. Yeah. Oh, leave. I really thought it was minor. Like, I'm like, okay, this is, this is their way yeah. to go. But. The people they have in there now, like Adam Cole. Adam Cole doesn't need to know how to do TV time. No. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's what that's what NXT was made for was for the teaching where the cameras are. But to for them, no, you really didn't have that. They they were they were hot for like a month and then they kind of died out. Yeah. So I don't see them winning it. But I, I and Lucha House Party. There, I don't I don't ever see them holding the title anytime soon. Just because the, they don't on Monday Night Raw, they don't. Lucha yeah stores? I think I, I think I think they're a product of the COVID-19 you know they're I mean I like I like them they're very athletic yeah and, but it's I just, no, they I, just are. I just think they were they were yeah. you're you're next up so go so bring John Morrison back to be nothing like he came back and he immediately put the title hunt and made one yeah and he also helped elevate the Miz again because the Miz is so much better as a heel Yep. Um, I'm, but the New Day, uh, they have to. The New Day is, is like New Day's eight times. They, they're fine dropping it. Them losing does not hurt them at all. Because look, they lost it, then they won it back, and now they're eight time world champions. So I'm saying the Miz and Morrison will win it. I, you know, I kind of think so too. I think it's going to be one of them. Uh, rumor has it that Xavier Woods is going to be back. And I, I don't know if it's going to be. An, like in time for this, I, I if if, yeah. if New Day does pull it off, I would I could see him showing up and helping them or do it like a distraction yeah. or something. He's got to get back in the in the thing for his comeback. So yeah, I could see him being a distraction. Yeah, if they're going to let New Day retain, if not, I, it has to be Miz and Morrison because they have so much more. And then with the with Florida opening up the twenty five percent crowd, yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's Miz and Morrison. I mean, I, I don't see them. I don't see them losing. I don't. I don't. I see them getting another shot and then having it for a while. Yeah. Um, this was this was the uh, next one of probably product of the COVID nineteen, uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship uh, with Bailey and Tamina. So I I'm looking for Bailey to retain again. Yeah. My thing is this: like I don't I don't I don't I don't dislike Tamina. Yeah. But I don't. She hasn't done anything, and yeah. if you're gonna give Bailey's had that title for forever, right, right. you're not gonna let you're not gonna let Sasha Banks have it because they have hinted at the at the turn mm-hmm. on her, like when they did the five, like when Paige is like, "Here's all your opponents," yep. and Sasha Banks is one. 
she had those glares. If they weren't going to let her turn her there, then I don't see them having Tamina do it. Unless the only logic they have is to give it to Tamina, then, you know, she could, like, throw her, like, oh, no, Bailey's back is out or whatever. Yeah. Then you could have fucking Banks Revenge story, avenge, avenge Bailey, win it, and then when Bailey tries to win it back, Sasha's like, no, I'm, I'm the boss for a reason. And then you finally have the Bailey Sasha that they had. Remember, they, they hinted yeah. at it. That's what I'm saying. They're mm-hmm. really good at the racing. Whenever Sasha was champion, Bailey came down and beat her up. And everyone was like, Bailey, Bailey. She's like, this was for everything that you did. And then they were <laughs> off TV for two months, came back to best friends. Yeah. Like it never happened. So uh, the only reason I think Tamina went in it is if you're going to have her hurt because she has a history of that. But to have yeah. her hurt Bailey, but then Sasha has been just her best friend's loss. She wins it, and then Bailey comes back as, hey, thanks for holding my belt. Give it back to me. And she's like, nope, not going to do it. That's the only way I see Camino winning. Yeah. What about, um, I mean, this is probably the most, this is actually the, I'm the most money in the bank thing I've been looking forward to because, like, they were, the whole concept of them fighting at um, at the at the tower and going all the way up uh-huh. to the floors, all the way up to the top. So, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go with the men first. It's, it's Daniel Bryan, Alistair Black, Ray Mysterio, King Corbin, Otis, and AJ Styles. Mm. Who of out of that group do you think is going to, it deserves yeah. it? Deserves like, like the, the contract or? Yeah. Here's the thing. I go. don't know if the rumors about Daniel Bryan leaving up his contract are up. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, because if it is, why give it to him? Um, AJ Styles contract. He said he's not going to come. He knows he's not coming back after the experience, but I don't know when that does it. Yeah, Otis. Otis. I love Otis. I love everything they're doing with Otis. And I don't know what happened to Tucker. I'm yeah, really upset about that because like Tucker. <laughs> I feel bad for Otis him. Snap. Until <laughs> Otis snap like Tucker. Like he had two solid matches against Dolph Ziggler. Now, yeah, he did moves I'd never seen before. I'm like I really love Tucker. I looked it up online trying to figure out what happened to Tucker. No one's saying anything, so I don't know what happened to Tucker. Yeah. But Otis is there. If you look at it logically, Otis is there, but Dolph Ziggler's not there. Yeah. So who's Otis? But Otis was in a match with King Corbin. So, But there's always people to uh, cancel each other out. But my thing is, if I'm going off of how I feel compared to, if you look at it on the book, like, I think the people that are deserving is Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the three, Alistair Black, AJ Styles, and King Corbin. Rey Mysterio doesn't need to win it. I understand that he's on a Legends contract, but what is what is Money the Bank going to do for him? Right. I don't really see anything with that. Daniel Bryan, if you are going to push Daniel Bryan, maybe. But I would say my top three in this one is Alistair Black, King Corbin and AJ Styles. That's, that's my three people I'm, yeah. I'm going for. But someone's going off the roof from from like the three different reports that I read. Yeah, but it's I'm gonna. It's 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 not gonna be AJ because he just got back. <laughs> unless the Undertaker disappears out of nowhere and shows like, <laughs> you know um, how he gets with the top and stuff. Well, I was, um, I was looking at I was looking at the past winners. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year's winner was well, you know was Lesnar. the the mm-hmm. The year before was Strowman. Whenever he was a heel, 
and yeah. the year before that was uh, Corbin, and he was he was a heel, and Dean Ambrose he was a babyface and he won it. Sheamus like before that, and then the Seth mm-hmm. before that, and then Damian Sandow, Randy Orton. So they they have a trend of heels winning it right now. So that's how mm-hmm. I look at it right now. So if we're, if you were to ask me, I would say Corbin. Corbin's probably going to yeah. win it. And they've even brought up, if you listen to it, like they've yeah. even brought up that he was one of the people that lost his cash in. So I would say, I'm going to say, because he's on a big push right now, but I would say King Corbin. Yeah. My two is Alistair and King Corbin back. That's my two. What about the women's? Uh, it's going to be Asuka, Shayna, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax. Hey, you said it right. <laughs> <laughs> you said her name right. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I was practicing. Uh, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, which I'm in love with, and Carmella. Man. So, Carmella, no. Dana Brooke, no. Yeah. None of those. Lacey Evans, I mean, she had her storyline, but yeah. I, I think Lacey Evans is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's either going to be it's either going to be Nia Jax or Baszler. Yeah. And, I, and Baszler already lost to the man. I'm going, and I don't want. Here's the thing: I, I get very upset with Nia Jax. Like, yeah, I like her. I, I I love everything about Nia Jax, but she's very sloppy in the ring. It was the one where she came back and she threw Kyrie Sane. Oh yeah, it was Kyrie Sane, right? Her yeah, her partner. Yep, threw her into a rope, and her head went forward. Yep, and I was like, that that doesn't look good. I don't. I know you. I know it's like when Sane took the turnbuckle bomb, he didn't hit right. That's very when you throw someone, just throw them into the turnbuckle. You yeah, know, it's not like the toe, like the toe, the toe drag where you you grab their toe and they hit their face. She just threw her in there. And some, because here's the thing. Yeah, she is a good wrestler. I'm with you. I'm with you on more, that one, man. She hurts more people than she does. Yeah, and and I understand she's the Rock's cousin, and she can use that anytime she wants. But man, I think I think they're going to give it to Nia because I don't really see. Yeah. Giving it to Shayna because they just squashed her. Like, like that was, I was really hoping the Shayna Baszler, um, the man thing, would have been more than it was at WrestleMania. And I understand maybe COVID, they kind of derailed those plans because mm-hmm. they had to change things up. But man, it looked like Shayna Baszler didn't look anything like she did, like an NXT or anything. Like, she just looked like she knew she was going to get beat. So I'm out here to do what I'm supposed to do because it was just bad. Because then the next week she came out, they finally let her use her little elbow thing, and she killed old poor Sarah Logan and broke her arm or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, so, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think she's gonna win it either. I, I, I think she, it's either gonna be Shayna. This is, this is me. It's either gonna be Shayna or it's gonna be Lacey. That's what I think because they're, yeah. they've been getting, they got, they before I guess the crowds were there. They had the pop, they had the push. So that's just me. I didn't. I'll, I'll be. I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched NXT in a while, and I watched it this. Uh, I watched it this past week um, because I, I'm a big Killer Cross fan, and I was a big Killer Cross fan whenever he was in Impact, and he's. I'm he, very mad that they changed his name. <laughs> you don't understand. Like, his music. His music on Impact was amazing. I love this. I like this music now. Yeah. Yeah, because he's coming out. His impact music was amazing. Yeah, he he's coming out with now what Scarlet now. That's that's his, yeah. So and she was on Impact yeah. too. God, that entrance on it. Yeah, like, I'm not lying to you. Like I think about it, and I got like goosebumps. Like it was 
I, like I watched it and I'm like, you're ready. Like they're just, you're just here to, to get just a little of exposure to the main event. Yeah. Like his interest was so amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I was very mad that they named it Carrion. Yeah. I, I loved them in, in impact. That's just me. And, mm-hmm. um, Kushida, I, wa- I, I, I watched uh, Kushida's match and it was actually really, really good. Um, with, I love yeah, I, I love him a lot. So, I mean, I remember I watched him a lot when he was in Japan, but I, yeah. I love this here, but I, I hope he gets momentum. I hope they give, they give him a push and he makes it up to the main roster. Um, if he goes, I'm afraid they'll destroy him like they did Nakamura. Yeah. Like Nakamura should be, Nakamura should be treated like the Japanese blockbuster. Yeah. Like his knee, like if you let him go, he's so, he's, I know he can't be the, the strong style wrestler like he was in Japan because he's very stiff. Like, like the knee strikes and everything. And he's such a, he's such a good wrestler that he's become. And I feel like they have just made him because he wants to be in America. Like he wants to travel. He yeah. likes America. He, he can, he brought over all his family because he can support his family and they can all be together. But they'll just make him into a sideshow. And yeah. I don't want that with, with, I think I think his English is a little bit better than uh, Nakamura, so I think I think he'll. And I hate to say that because like yeah. they're probably that's they're probably why they put him with Zane because he's a he's a mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, I agree. But um, I wish I, you know because I think I think Kashida's got better English, so I think he's going to get pushed a little bit better. But that's just me. So yeah, and that's sad that you, it, it, it's sad that that's the way they look at it because. Here's the thing, if you watch his, if you watch Nakamura's special they had leading up to WrestleMania when he was fighting AJ Styles, mm-hmm. he literally does speak really good English. It just, it takes him a moment. I think, you know, to be honest, I was talking, I, I'm not going to take credit for this, but this is actually a person that I know, we were talking wrestling about it, and his idea for um, Asuka was to bring um, Funaki and to be a mouthpiece for her. And like for him to come out and talk and and you know she number one yeah <laughs> so <laughs> for for her for him to come out and say like like say she's talking to Charlotte and she's you know she's jabbering away and he says and then he'll say she says she has great respect for you <laughs> oh my god that would be so <laughs> that, that would be so funny and like I don't but I don't think they're gonna do that but that's just me but yeah, oh my god. Because like he makes everything better. Man, he he is so funny. He is so funny. It's just um, funny. Funny quick story. Um, yeah. My uh, nephew, whenever he was he was living with me, because I I got custody of my nephew when he was really really young, yeah. and so we would watch WWE together. And so when yeah. we, we were watching pay per views, they would they would you know the WWE would pan and see all the all the different announcers like the Spanish ones yep. and and um, the. The ones from uh, China and, and and then they would go to Japan and, and I would and I would point to my nephew all the time. I go, "Hey, look, it's Funaki," and like he didn't know who Funaki was. And like he used to say to me, "I don't know who that is." And I go, "He's he's he's be a wrestler." So now, mm-hmm. like to this day, whenever I'm watching pay per views, I do a screenshot and I and I put it on Facebook. I go, "Hey, Steven, look, it's Funaki," <laughs> and he does this he does this angry emoji all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so even to this day, it's I still so do it too. Hey, look, it's Vinaki. <laughs> so, it's so but um, I didn't, I didn't watch, I didn't watch the Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream yeah. uh, match. Was was that any good? Oh, 
I really enjoyed it. Um, they have a new wrestler named Dexter Lumen. And he comes out and he has these, like, his whole thing is he's got dead eyes. He's supposed to be a psychopath. Yeah. For some reason, he's taken a liking to the Velveteen Dream. So, like, the week before, mm-hmm. he came out and helped, and helped, uh, it was, it was, last week it was, it was Velveteen Dream with uh, Keith Lee versus uh, Bobby Fish and um, O'Reilly. And, yeah, yeah, and, uh, Damian Priest took out, um, took out uh, 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 Keith Lee. Uh-huh. So Velveteen Dream was all alone, and the Dexter Lumis just came out of nowhere, tagged himself in with the Velveteen Dream, and they just let it happen. But last yesterday, when they were right, when they were fighting, like Adam Cole was getting beat, so they both came down again, and you have to see the the screenshot of it, the old GF of it. Like he literally comes. Like uh, gliding, like a dog does. Like his back legs are left, he just keeps gliding out from underneath the ring, mm-hmm. and, beats, and then and then does what he does. But he ends up throwing one of the undisputed era people into the ref, yeah, causing like Velveteen Dream had the three, but the ref was down. So yeah. then Adam Cole, you know, capitalized on it and beat him. But Velveteen Dream's going through something right now. So I, I think he wasn't going to win because yeah, because uh, the... the report with the with the girl. But he's working and saying that he has a lawyer and someone hacked into his cloud, took the pictures, and then, you know what I'm saying? He's like, it's not me. You know what I'm saying? So they're working on that. It's like, you know, like Enzo, when he was in there, he yeah, didn't yeah. really do what the woman said, but he kept it a secret, and that's why he got in trouble. Yeah. Because Velveteen Dream immediately went on the on the offense. Like, look, this isn't, he's saying, and the reports that I've read is like, hey, this isn't me. Someone hacked it. Someone pretended to be me. I hired a lawyer and, and this was getting to the bottom of it. Yeah. So I didn't see him winning it, but it, but wrestling wise, it was a really good. It was a really really good match. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't watch it, but I had it. I had a. I was pretty yeah. sure he wasn't going to win it because because of yeah. that, all that pain yeah, and stuff. But, so. it was, but it was really good though. Like his like his match was really good. Like. Like I'm, I love Adam Cole. Like Adam Cole is one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, and I like, I didn't like Patrick when he was on Tough Enough. Yeah, but he became the Velveteen Dream. I really like his work, and like I said, it, it nothing was lacking. It's not like he, you know, lost quickly because of this. Like it was a solid, solid match, and like he didn't look like anything was affecting his wing work or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was really good though. It was, it was, a, it was, it was very surprising. I liked it a lot. I do like. That Finn Balor, uh, when he cut the promo, and then Cameron Grimes came out. Uh-huh. I thought it was funny because Cameron Grimes cut the promo talking about like I slap you in your mouth, and like he just comes in really quiet and then stands up there. And he's like, "You're gonna slap me in my mouth," and he's like, "Oh man, see, that's not what I." And he like didn't back up his words, and Finn Balor beat him. <laughs> it was great. I was, like, I was laughing. I was like, yeah, "That's really good." He was a former. <laughs> that's a former uh, Impact guy. He's an X Division champion. Oh really? Yeah, he's a former guy. I did so, not know that. Yep. I yep. like him. I like it. I like it that he does the the blackout. That's just like basically yeah. uh, stolen from Finn Balor, and that's what he did. He beat him up, and then he gave him the. I call it the M Bison. I don't care. It's, yeah, it's the M Bison. That's what I call it. Then he M Bison Cameron Grimes and left, and I was like, yeah. You you know funny it's funny like, funny story about about Grimes is that um he was asked at Impact to to. <laughs> shave his chest and he refused and and so um 
but they still make him X division champion. He because I think he came yeah. over. He came over from. He was at um. He was at Global Force. He was at Global Force whenever that Impact and Global Force made that that merge together. And he so that's whenever old yeah. uh, old J E double F and yeah. double got kicked out of his own company. So yeah, and started his yeah. own. Because he 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 brought them over, and I think he signed with Impact, and he was he was the Division yeah. champion for a while. I was so excited when Global Force Wrestling came out, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I, I don't like Jeff Jarrett, but I think with everything that he's done, he does have he's like he's like a more tamer version of Jim Cornette. Yeah, like he's really good, but he's a backstabber. But yeah, I was really excited, man. It fizzled out, and I was like, "Well, this is BS." I was like, "It I mean, I mean that that almost that almost took impact down almost because like they hey, I would have they you they got kicked out of your own business because they had invested so much money like in their in their like um their streaming service and they named it Global Force and all that stuff and they had to change it they had to change it back to you know Impact Plus and it, it, I think it almost killed them but I I'm glad it didn't so but that's just me. Man. I, I, you know what, and this is me. I've always watched it, even when it was really bad. But yeah. I, I think right now they, they, they went through that like after Jeff Jarrett left, and then uh, I think, um, yeah. what's his name for Smashing Pumpkins? Um, Billy Corgan. Yeah, Corgan left, and they, they kind of left them in a disarray. So they went through a period where they were, they were had good wrestlers, but maybe not good writing. Yeah. And then they had good writing, oh, but not true. good wrestlers. And so they, mm-hmm. then they went through a period where they, they had good wrestlers and good writing, but they didn't have the yeah. contracts. And so they would run someone until their contract ran out and then jump in someone else. And so it was, it was out of, out of yeah. whack for a while. So I think it right was. now, I think right now they're at a good spot. Yeah. And I like from the what I've seen, Yeah. From what I've seen, I, I think I think I'll agree to hundred percent. Like is it uh, I don't know. I saw this one good did, did they let Moose beat Blanchard? No, they did this this okay. this is what they did, which I thought was interesting because right now I think everything that Moose does to me is, is golden. And it's 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 actually mm-hmm. the way he does the storyline and the way he does the matches and stuff. It has me invested in it, so I kind of like it. What yeah. they're what they what they were doing is that they were supposed to do a TNA return, and they were going to bring all these TNA guys back, and they were they were going to mm-hmm. do they were going to do King of the Mountain, but they never got to do it because of COVID nineteen. So the yeah. last the last couple of weeks they were taping, he was beating all these like TNA former champions, like you know Shamrock, okay. RVD, uh, Rhino, <laughs> and so he decided they they had the uh, TNA title. Just for display, he decides he's the TNA champion now. So he grabs it and puts okay. it on. He puts it on, and then just he, right now, recently, he's been telling everybody. He's he's been telling Michael England that hey, um, if you want a shot of a real title, I'm a real champion. And you know, because because oh. like because like, like Tessa's stuck. She's stuck in Mexico. Yeah. She, she can't get out. And then I uh, think. Okay. Uh, uh, what's his name? Edwards is he just doesn't want to wrestle because of the COVID stuff. So, um, so, yeah. so Michael, uh, Michael doesn't have anybody to wrestle. So they kind of brought they kind of brought Moose out, which I thought was it was a good story. You know, it's a good story with with they don't have anything. So he, he comes out, so he's holding the TNA title. Now, if they're smart, they'll do a match after all this stuff. You know calms down and they'll have the Impact person and the and the TNA person and merge titles. So that would be interesting, yeah. and I would be invested, and I would want to watch that. That's just me. I think that's a good point. Um, let's let's touch up on AEW really quick because I gotta yeah. I gotta okay so yeah 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 um 
what did what did you what did you like about this this week's episode? Because I Brody Lee was going to come out and like confront yeah. someone else, and other than because mm-hmm. I know because he was doing like Daniels for a while, but Daniels I think mm-hmm. something's up with him and he can't wrestle, yeah. so uh, he went after was, he went after John Moxley. Was was Daniels wearing the red shirt? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I, I I wrote down Brody Lee killed that poor man in the red. Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he came out and just kicked him. Like, he's dead. He's yeah. Dead. That poor boy in the red shirt. And I was like, I think that was Daniel. Yeah. That's what I wrote down. Um, oh, here's the thing. I like what AEW is doing. Yeah. Like, John Moxley, they didn't use properly. And, and the sad part, I think, was is I think Stone Cold had a lot to do with that because he did Stone Cold's podcast mm-hmm. and he was himself because they like, be yourself. And Stone Cold didn't want who John Moxley is. Yeah. He wanted. Dean Ambrose. He didn't want John Moxley, and he, and he even said in that interview, he's like, "You're starting to piss me off." Like because you you asked him to be himself. Yeah. So I like what they're doing with him, and I like what they're doing with um with Brody Lee because if you look at it, like a lot of his vignettes, yeah, they're letting him make fun of McMahon, like um the sneezing. Yeah. Like McMahon doesn't like sickness, so they put that in there. Um, only meat. Like McMahon only eats meat. Like uh, Jericho talks about. Yeah, um, yeah, like he, thing where he didn't even know what a tortilla was. He didn't even know what that was called. Brody Lee versus Moxley will be one barn burner of a match because they're both so good in it. What about what about Lance Archer versus Cody for that team that oh TNT title? What how, how, how oh do you think that's going to go? Lance Archer is so good. Like I loved him in Japan, and I mm-hmm. love what they're doing with him right now. I wrote down like. Like the where did I wrote down, I put that uh, the murder hawk. But he brought back the. I know he doesn't call it. Chris Von Eric called it, but he brought back the claw, and I love what he does. With yeah, the yeah, claw. yeah, yeah, yeah. He sure did, didn't he? I I tell people like I go out and I love the claw. I love everything about the claw. Yeah, but no, I, I think I it's gonna be good. I, um, I think it's gonna be good. I, but um, I think it's gonna be good because Cody can take a beating. Um, but the story is gonna be there because one. You have because what they've been building up to is um, if you just look at the story that they're building up to. Yeah. Um, Cody has to win this title because he can't go for the main title. But uh, Murderhawk um, Lance Archer is coming for Cody because one, Jake St. Robert hates the roads, um, and he feels like the like Cody is oppressing him. So that storyline yeah. will be good. I think I think it's going to be bloody. I think there. I think what you saw with Dustin will be about two times more blood with 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 Cody. Because if you notice it, Cody blood took him and his brothers fight yeah. on that pay per view. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like it's going to be that. Like it's going to be where Lance just decimates him. They're either going to let let Lance Arthur decimate him, and he's just going to be limp in the ring, and Brandy's going to try to interfere and say, "Leave my husband alone." Yeah. Or it's going to be, I'm on my deathbed and Lance Archer makes a little mistake, a sick coffee or something. And he does a latch ditch effort. Maybe the, the ref turn back a turn and he like cracks yeah. him or does something to make him be dazed. And then he hits the crossroads and he wins it like last effort. That's the only two things I can see happening. Yeah. What about, um, I really liked this Jericho, Sam Guevara, um, Kenny Omega and Broken Matt Hardy match. That was to me. That was. Oh. I loved. I loved how he was changing clothes. 
ice machine when he came out as Damascus. That was so good. Here's the thing. I got from me, because Dan Omega likes to pay homage to people. Yeah. Um, I felt like, like he had very much a Tommy Dreamer vibe. Yeah. The shirt, the, I was their shirt on, but the, the different different weapons and the way he was using them yeah. and just his, his style it made me feel like he was, I don't know if he was or not. I'm not going to say he was, but it was very much a, a, a Tommy Dreamer. Because um, there was an article that he said that um, he, it's only a matter of time. It's very soon that he's going to show you why he is the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And you're going to know when it happens. I feel like you're leading up to that. Yeah. Like, Kenny Omega is amazing. I, he has a little bit of a list. Like, yeah. not as bad as Zach Hager, but he does have a little bit of a list. Yeah. But I love Kenny Omega. I love everything that he does. Um, but yeah, I wrote down, I wrote down, uh, love the street fight, different versions of Matt Hardy. Uh, Omega looks very Tommy Dreamerish. Um, great sound effects. Oh my God. Those sound effects they had. For like when he hit him with the the, the wet floor sign, yeah, making it sound like it hurt worse than it did, and then his moonfall off the scissor jack. Yeah, that was he so, literally landed. I was shy of bashing his head through that table. I was I was cringing when I saw that. So I man, but the support though, because he landed straight on his feet, but his feet barely hit the ground. Like they cushioned his blows so well, yeah, he could still be upright. It, it was a Kind of like when Cody did the moonsault off the cage under Wardlow. Yeah, it was that. It was so good. Like they, they. That's the one thing I like about CW is no matter what they're doing, their support on the moves they do is amazing. Even important, so much respect for each other. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, my favorite part of that was the Chris Jericho stream fight. It was just so many things that they did had you laughing. Yeah, they had the memes with the, the, um... with the. With the a golf cart in yeah. quotation marks. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that that they they must have they must have worked on that or practiced it because it, it looked kind of scary a couple times whenever they hit Sammy. It looked Sammy it, jumped into that. Yeah, if you look at it, like he, it, I, I think you're, they had to because he jumped into it, but his head never really hit. If you notice that we did, it was like his shoulder because he yeah. jumped into it and then swung his head around, but then came back out. So he's like his his head hit. Omega, but then came back out. But the most of it was from his shoulder. Yeah, but yeah, it it was very much rehearsed. I, they did a very good job. Yep. Well, I think that's gonna that's gonna should do it for okay. us. Um, oh yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, sounds good. All right, man. Anything planned? All right, talk to you later. All right, brother. Later. All right, bye. I must bid you adieu, and so, goodbye, <laughs> and good night, bang! <laughs>